1: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk.
0: Hi, I'm Alexander Chester,
2: and I'm not a bad guy. I'm a good guy, a very good guy. Very good, very great. And I'm Avstodensky, and Alex, the only reason I've never complimented you is that there's nothing to compliment you about. Welcome back to Pretty,
0: Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to We're discuss back, baby. Season 11, Episode 1, The 5-Foot Fence, which originally aired on October 24th, 2021. Hey, that was just like two days ago.
2: That was two days ago. We're, we're, we're talking about an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm right now that just premiered for the first time two days ago. Before two days ago, three days ago, nobody had seen this episode. That's how people yeah. saw this episode. But very few people had seen this episode. Um, and here we're, we're here to talk about it. We, th- we like talking about Curb, but we're usually talking about episodes that happened five years ago, eight years ago, 20 years ago, two days ago. This is special.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a totally different ballgame than what we've been doing for the last two years. And a lot of people on our block all of a sudden. This week, uh, everybody's coming out with their own uh, Curb podcast. Uh, Jeff Garland is coming out with his own Curb podcast. Bill Simmons yeah. came out with a Curb podcast a, a few minutes into the episode. What did they say exactly?
2: They said something like, um, oh, we're going to do like a deep dive on this episode. They looked down at the thing. And it's like this, that episode's 25 minutes long. I was like, oh, you guys should check out pretty, pretty, pretty good. They do deep dives.
0: Yeah. Uh, our dives are deeper than that. That's true. So, yeah. And maybe some of you are new listeners. So, welcome. Yeah. You can go back in the archives and. And we have uh, done a podcast episode focusing on every one of the episodes in the first eight seasons of Curb. Now, you might wonder, why only the first eight seasons? What happened to seasons nine and ten?
2: Um, Well season 9 and 10 we were about to get started with them and um, then there was an announcement of a new season of Curb and we figured you know it wouldn't really make a ton of sense for there to be a live season of Curb Your Enthusiasm going on that we're just going to like ignore and pretend it's not (laughs) happening as we like (laughs) talk about like you know whatever the hell happens even season 9 which I don't even remember at this point.
0: uh, I I think a fatwa is involved.
2: All right the fatwa right so yeah Yeah. we're going to be like talking about fatwa meanwhile like oh someday there was a new episode of Curb and we're going to like nope uh, nope
0: not for us we got to wait till we get there. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that would be kind of a uh, that would be overly Chesterian. I feel yeah, like that, that of, was an
0: option. <laughs> yeah,
2: part part of you wanted to just do that, like to just be like, no, nope, we go in order. Yeah, we go, we go from one to one hundred and ten. It is going to no, drive so.
0: me nuts in the archives that the order is going to be all out of order like that.
2: Yeah, our spreadsheets are going to be a big mess now. With yeah, our, you know, we have a we have a curb pod Michigan spreadsheet and it's, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's very well kept and now it's going to be a little bit all over the place. But yeah. we'll uh, we'll work around that. Yeah. Um, And then of course, you know, we've been spending the last uh, four or five weeks doing some bonus episodes. So if you're again, if you're new to the podcast, you're just uh, checking us in for season uh, 11, you can go back and see that you'll see that we covered uh, Fish in the Dark and we covered Clear History. We uh, did a uh, Larry's uh, girlfriend bracket together with Samantha Mathis, who played Donna in uh, season eight, episode six, The Hero um so yeah we're doing, we've been doing some fun stuff we did a uh, survivor curb brand steel which if you, that's gibberish for probably most people um with the great mike bloom um basically we did a uh you know a season of survivor using curb characters uh, simulated that so if that sounds like your jam uh definitely check that out if it doesn't sound like your jam and you, you probably don't shouldn't well
0: you don't have to know or care anything about uh, about survivor i think if correct, you like her, correct.
2: yeah yes if you like curb that's true um yeah so yeah definitely but if you like survivor her,
0: also it certainly helps
2: yeah, that that would help. That would help. Um, so yeah. So welcome aboard if you're new. Uh, welcome back if you've uh, been taking a break because you didn't really give a shit about fish in the dark. And uh, welcome back also if you did listen to those episodes because we haven't uh, you haven't heard from us in a week. So welcome back to everyone. Welcome aboard to everyone who's new. Um, yeah. Should we uh, Should we jump into the episode?
0: Yeah. And you know, ten weeks from now, when all those other Curb podcasts are done and are like, all right, now we're we're done with with Curb. We'll see you back in two years or whatever. Uh, we will be back the next week to start season nine, and then we'll go through season nine and season ten and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess twenty maybe, weeks after that, we'll figure out what to do.
2: Yeah, and maybe some other bonus episodes. Um, yeah, well, you know, um, we yeah. have fun doing this stuff, so you know, we'll uh, we'll always be back with something fun until we're done, and then you know, then we won't be back.
0: Yeah, when you're done, you're done. All right. So on that note, let's jump right into the five foot fence because we have a new curve to talk about for the first time in well ever for you and I.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, just before we do that, just uh, as always, we remind everybody, whether you're old or new, subscribe to the podcast. You can rate and review us on uh, Apple, iTunes, write something nice, give us five stars. And of course, you if you want, if you really want, uh, we don't ask you to do this, but we can we put it there as an option if you want. You could sponsor the podcast. You could be, uh, you know, one of the uh, benefactors of the podcast, whatever amount the of money guys to- and guys. Yeah. See, so you want you want to throw us six cents. You want to throw us six dollars, throw us a Bitcoin or two, whatever mm. it is. Um, definitely don't feel the need to if you uh, give me you a bitcoin
0: to, i will send you an autographed pretty 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 good t-shirt <laughs> uh
2: agreed i'll send you one too you'll get two t-shirts one, if you one send me a bitcoin out.
0: yeah <laughs> oh
2: yeah i guess I'm, I'm okay with that that's
0: fine <laughs> did you see uh, uh one of the things that tom brady gave the guy who gave up his 600 touchdown pass was a bitcoin oh really yeah one fresh whole bitcoin yeah
2: yeah so what's that it's like 60 grand
0: yeah i actually saw somebody um I read somebody else their computer got hacked in like 2017 or something like that and these hackers demanded 30 bitcoins in order to like unfreeze it and so this person who had no interest in cryptocurrency went and bought 30 um, bitcoins to pay off these hackers um, and then he negotiated them down to 18 so he had 12 left over and <laughs> he ended up making like Two million dollars, whatever, for these bitcoins. They had no interest in, and so wow, really worked out.
2: Yeah, there's all these horrible stories about people that like were early adopters of a bitcoin and then just like lost the password to it or something.
0: Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that one guy. There's a famous story. Yeah, there's a guy who's done 29 attempts on his flash drive and he has one last attempt and he's like, yeah, it's like a movie almost.
2: Yeah, and then it self destructs. I guess. So does that mean everybody else's bitcoin value goes up slightly? Yeah, I don't know how it works. Uh, neither do I. I have a I have some Bitcoin, or I guess by I don't know what the proper verb share. is when you have when you have less than one. Yes. You know, it's, it's, I don't know if that even counts as some, but I have an amount of uh, yeah. quasi Bitcoin. Well, it's the same um, thing. So. How there's a
0: discussion in this podcast, especially among some of the listeners and, and letter writers, when you're rating the episode and you're giving it a half. Do you do you say pretty just short, or do you right. say part of the word? So maybe you just have a bit, or probably more like yeah. a buh, I would guess.
2: As John, as John Ham would say, it's a big machlokas about uh which yeah way to do that. Well, we'll get it.
0: Let's get into John Ham's uh Yiddish because or Hebrew or, or Jewish or whatever it is because uh he says one word that I've never heard before.
2: Yeah, we'll get there. All right, so yeah. uh, let's go. Season eleven, episode one, the five foot fence, directed by Jeff Schaefer, written, directed, hmm. written by Larry David and Jeff Schaefer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it looks like uh. Mandel and uh, Mandel and Berg, maybe not involved in this season, is what I'm is what I'm seeing. It looks like uh, I didn't really
0: see really them in maybe. the room when Jeff was talking to us with Larry. There,
2: that's right, and I, I, I haven't them. really seen um, them mentioned at all in any of the press. So they probably, uh, you know, have moved on to other projects. They're both uh, wildly successful in their own right at this point. Yeah. So, um, okay. So season eleven starts, and we're at home. We're at Larry's house. It's three twelve in the morning. Larry is asleep in his bed, sleeping very, very soundly. When suddenly he is awoken by the loud crashing noise of broken glass. He goes down to investigate and sees the back door is ajar. And wanders outside, where he discovers a dead body floating on the top of his pool, causing him to retreat in recoiled horror. And so no, starts... no, no
0: alarm system, by the way, for Larry. No alarm
2: Dan. system. So yeah. starts our spooky October Halloween episode. Yes. Enthusiasm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah. So that was a that was a pretty wild way to start. So we see uh, we see a bunch of cops come. They come. over. They're here to investigate the crime scene. And what they have determined is that this individual must have tried to burgle Larry's house, and in an attempt to escape, he must have hit his head and fallen into the pool and drowned. And the cop takes a look at Leon's like, this guy doesn't seem like he belongs. He's like, who are you? Do you live here? And he's like, he's like, my name is Willie Nobody. And fuck yeah, I live here right over there in that bungalow. Um, so yeah, the cop then, you know, he goes back to Larry and he's like, Hey, by the way, um, I noticed there's no fence around the pool. Uh, so technically you're in violation of Santa Monica city ordinance, 8.12.150.
0: Yeah. The cop knows that right uh, off the all tongue. Yeah. Fact,
2: he knows he can cite, he can cite the code, yeah.
0: um,
2: which says you must have a fence around the perimeter of your pool of at least five feet at all times. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know if you had an opportunity to look up uh, Santa Monica City Ordinance 8.12.150 because I sure did. Yeah. And they are reading verbatim from Santa Monica City Ordinance 8.12.150. Every person, firm, or corporation owning land on which there is situated a swimming pool, pond, or other body of water which contains water 18 inches or more in depth at any point shall completely surround such body of water or property with a fence, wall, or other structure not less than five feet above the adjacent grade at all places and with no opening therein more than four inches in maximum dimensions.
0: Hold on a second. So I was listening to you carefully read the statute, and it sounds like if you have a fence all the way around your property, you don't need a fence just around the pool. So as long as he has a fence around his yard, that would be OK. Right. It doesn't say it has to be within an, in a certain amount of distance of the pool, as long as the pool is mm. within the greater fence.
2: Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's possible. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so I guess that would way kind of
2: defeat the purpose because I think the purpose is to keep kids out. No,
0: I understand. But that's why I was surprised. I thought as you were reading that, I was expecting to hear that the, that the fence has to be within blank distance of the pool or you know, the, the fence cannot have any other uh, things within it. But then, of course, that raised the question about what about pool houses and things like that. So, you know, um, yeah, but anyway, How, I'm being, so I'm being is, a lawyer now.
2: But when it says with no opening, there are, no, that's OK, that's not it. OK, um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure that doesn't count, but maybe there's some other thing that I didn't I didn't I, you know, I didn't. I just pulled out. Right, we don't uh, have to be the bird <laughs> apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a distinction between like an existing fence and putting in a new fence, but we don't need to into that. Either. Yeah. Um, so Larry is like, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know about this rule. I bought the house with the pool as is. This is how I got it. Nobody said anything about a fence. Like, what's the deal? Like, am I in trouble or something? And the cops like, you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you off with a war.
0: Yeah. Um, now. At this moment, I wrote down in my notes, and it's actually the first two notes that I wrote while watching this episode for the first time, I had to go back and amend each of them as the episode continued because Hmm. exactly what I was saying, why doesn't this happen? Is exactly what happened. So at the end of the scene, I wrote down, I'm surprised that in the world of Curb, Larry wouldn't be sued by the guy who tripped into his fenceless pool. Right. To which I have to say, whoops.
2: (laughs) They also thought of that.
0: Yeah. And we'll get to the second one in a second. Yeah.
2: All right, so yeah, so we head over to the uh, Netflix offices. Uh, it was it, it was cool the way that it came in, like it was like a shot showing you like a, something from Stranger Things. Yeah, so, you know, like it was like very askew. and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Netflix.
0: but I do love uh, LD shitting all over HBO Max by making this meeting with Netflix. Right? Oh, it's amazing! It's absolutely yeah. amazing because yeah, there's no reason to convey this with HBO Max.
2: Um, there's no reason. Yes. Yeah. A, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's funnier to do it with Netflix. It's cooler to do with Netflix. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, now, it is, a- you
0: know, the, the curve, uh, the, excuse me, the COVIDness and the timeliness of this episode is something we're gonna have to discuss throughout. I'm working on the assumption that this episode is taking place in a slight future. It seems like it's 2024 yeah. or so.
2: I whatever they are, time it likely,
0: is, what it is is they filmed this a year ago predicting that by now we would be where we'll actually be in 2024 because we're actually not there yet.
2: Right but it, I think it's supposed to be a situation where like COVID is completely gone. It's not a factor at all. in but anyone's it's recent life, but it's recent enough memory that everyone is very, you know, fluent and conversant in COVID still.
0: Yeah. Like um, nobody's wearing masks in the halls or the elevators of Netflix, which right. there's, that's just not, I mean, certainly not in Los Angeles. Maybe you go to some parts of the country that's common, but there's no part yeah. of Los Angeles where they're like in Netflix, you'd certainly have to wear uh, masks in the halls and stuff. In have, the elevators.
2: You, have you watched any shows that, are deemed to take place during COVID that like you've well, seen-
0: billions did when it came
2: back. Right. Okay. So billions is one example. The other example of one that I saw was um, the good fight. They also did it and they both did the same very stupid It's not stupid. Like, I know exactly why they're doing it, but, like, they do this thing. And both shows that I saw that had during COVID did this exact same thing, where they show people, like, coming into an office and they're wearing masks in the elevator and they go through the hallway and they're wearing masks and then they come into a conference room with, like, the people that they're having a meeting with and everybody takes off their mask. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite of what we did, of what you do in real life. Yeah. You didn't have to wear a mask outside or in a big common space, but then when you get into a closed quarter, you put it it on. Well, what
0: Billions did, which I liked, Billions, they,
2: billions did that exact same thing. No, but
0: they but they also had Bobby. in, in at least in Axe's office, they had Bobby right. say to them on the video, "You've all gotten. If you're important, you've gotten. In other words, if you're a cast member that we recognize and has a name and talks, you've gotten a special vaccine that's not available to the public yet, and everybody else has to still wear masks. And so the, all the extras in the background of the scene were all wearing masks. Right. right and right. then the care people we care about, were, and then and then right. Bobby, They're for some that. reason, they said was quarantined and was just online, which I guess that's, maybe he wasn't available for filming in the same whatever, location. Yes. Oh, whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was obviously the obviously the whole everything was COVID Driven yes. yeah. um, But yeah so it's just like it's funny Because like they're like using like the language of COVID To tell you COVID exists by like pra- doing Practices that are like the, the exact opposite Of what, how it yeah. worked in COVID
0: But it's kind of weird this episode also I mean like you know The Purell thing in the meeting in Netflix Is an acknowledgement of COVID But then you know In the next scene, Larry will go to the taqueria. Even the people behind the counter working the food aren't wearing masks. Like that's not okay in any era. Like you got to be wearing a mask when you're leaning over food. I think
2: (laughs) maybe not in a taqueria. Mm, Yeah, I guess like in a like in a a bistro, sure.
0: Yeah, I I was actually on a um, on a Zoom meeting last week, and and you had to go around and say what your favorite uh, meal in Israel was. And so I referenced the fact that I remember once when I was living there years ago. Uh, the, the newspaper had side by side two columns. The first one was uh, by like um, a survey, the 10 most popular falafel uh, places in Jerusalem. And then right next to that, they had the 10 uh, falafel places in Jerusalem that had had the most health code violations. <laughs> and there so. was like it was like very strong correlation between the two. Yeah, and course. so, like, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Yeah. The, the, the more the more disgusting it is uh, behind the counter is probably the better tastes. So I you, always say not want to know what they're doing.
2: I always said like the New York city restaurants, like there are certain types of restaurants, like a shawarma place, a Chinese place. Like you didn't want it to be higher than a B. If it's like, <laughs> if it's like an A, you don't want to eat at that place. Like they're, it's not it's the food's not going to be so good. Like yeah. they're, you know, they're doing things too clean. Yeah.
0: I need some grease and some sweat and some hair and some bugs. Um, yeah, like, come on, yeah. Yeah.
2: They, they, they need to work the way they need to work. Let them yeah. do their thing. They know how to make food.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. You know, I go into, I go into like a hundred dollar, yeah. you know, a plate steakhouse, I want anything. there, yeah okay <laughs> okay so we're at Netflix yeah. um, and um, as you know they're waiting to sign in uh, Larry's telling Jeff all about you know the whole incident with the other night and um, they tell them that we're, we're here to meet Don Winston Jr yeah. um, and Larry jokes that Trump has ruined the name Don Jr for everyone they're like Don Jr is now this horrible name yeah um so yeah, I saw Jeff Schaefer said that they started film, they filmed they started filming season nine, I guess it was, or season 10 on the n- the day after Trump won in 2016. Okay. And then he said they started filming this season, like the first day of filming was election day 2020. So like they were like all nervous that it was like a bad omen. Oh okay. <laughs> but it worked out. Like mm. they were confident, but they're like this. We had this in the back of our head. Like last time, we, yeah. We didn't, we didn't, everyone was pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So Larry. Uh, Larry asked Jeff, "Hey, like, are you going to this like Albert Brooks funeral thing?" Yeah. Um. Which turns out is being thrown by Albert because Albert's still alive. Well, and hold on.
0: This is my second note, by the way. Yeah. I wrote it was Albert Brooks's funeral exclamation point and, uh, and and then I wrote we guessed wrong. And then it's like, well, actually, no, we didn't because there's a right. misdirection in the trailer. Like, as soon as they mentioned Albert Brooks's funeral, I'm sure you, like me, thought, oh, yeah, well, obviously, that's what we saw in the trailer. Right. But, uh, I mean, from if you remember that scene, like, there's obviously another funeral to come. Um, and by the way, they do it even better it, later on in this episode when Susie kicks Larry out and says he has to find his own way to the funeral. We, I'm sure you, like me, were like, well, ah, but yeah, we oh. know he's not going to make it. He's going to get stuck in traffic, even though he thinks he's too smart for traffic. Um, right. Like, who am so, I? But yeah.
2: Yeah. So. So the question is then do we think there's a second funeral or that just got cut?
0: oh oh i think there's clearly a second funeral and i thought it was an intentional that the, the scenes they showed the trailer were from the second funeral to make us think watching the episode not no not so fast yeah. you guys don't know everything you think you do yeah um, i'm not, now, I'm my not question sure is, that they yeah i'm yeah, not sure so, that they
2: assume that people have like studied the trailer that oh, carefully okay. like the way that we did um i mean i yeah, think I, for
0: sure like that would have been the true in like a curb episode from 2011 but i do think that like the modern curb even maybe not larry himself but like people involved in the show right. are aware of like social social media and podcast culture like you know breaking things down and you know
2: yeah so ultimately i think you're probably right because i think in the funeral the actual funeral scene we see jeff together with vince vaughn uh freddie funkhauser yeah and he wasn't even in this episode so yeah I and they're doubt- in the back
0: row and there's Yannick is there and larry of yeah, course so, is in the car
2: yeah right so, so my question is who
0: do you think this other funeral is for because i have a pretty strong feeling here
2: um I'll, then I'll 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 hear yours because I don't have a strong feeling. Oh,
0: I think it's Albert Brooks. I think Albert Brooks, which is a little bit macabre considering the fact that his his real really life brother. Yeah,
2: he, yeah, you're right. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, you do think so?
2: Yeah, I'm convinced that you're right. Yeah, you can yeah. me that you're right. That's a great. That's a good call.
0: But it but it's a little dark like now that. because like his real life brother died curb hasn't really acknowledged it uh, his real life brother who was a star of curb and now he is going to pretend to die on curb it's a little yes. weird
2: and um i saw i saw but it's a
0: thing that it. both albert brooks and larry david and super dave osborne that all of them would do i think
2: yeah i think i think that i think you're probably right i think that's a good call um i did see like a, a quote from jeff shafer talking about the season where he said like this season is going to be like a puzzle within a puzzle that's also another puzzle or something mm. and like and they think it all ties together really nicely um i think uh i think we you know we'll get into the young larry thing in a little bit i think uh you could you could see a little bit of like similar curve like meta stuff going on there this similar to what you're saying with you know this albert brooks prediction yeah so hmm. um yeah so it turns out that larry has even uh been asked to speak at the fake funeral
0: Yes, well, like always happens in Curb, uh, the new person is suddenly the best friend who's very close uh, to these people who've who, never right. been mentioned before. He's got a framed picture of him in in the in, on his wall in his house.
2: Yeah, so we uh, we head into the meeting with uh, the Netflix execs, and we're going to go to our first clip of season eleven uh, to hear Larry's pitch of a new show called Young Larry.
1: All right, you ready for my pitch? Yeah, the show is called Young Larry. It's about my life, when I was like 24, 25, I lived in Brooklyn with my parents, and my Uncle Mo lived upstairs with my grandmother. Mo was
0: in his 70s. Name Uncle Mo was ruined for me, by the way, because of uh,
1: succession. He spent a nickel in his life, so he had over a million dollars saved up. So one day, Uncle Mo comes up to me, and he says, I'm moving into the city, and I want you to live with me. And if you live with me i'll leave all my money to you
3: wow
1: Uh (laughs) wow so in the show i move in with uncle mo and uh i do everything that i can to accelerate his demise (laughs) (laughs) so uh, uh, how does he try to kill him subtly you know like giving him terrible food to eat, lupin' sandwiches. (laughs) making him climb up six flights of stairs, telling him the elevator's broken. You know, things like that.
0: So, young Larry, what's going on in his life right now? Like,
1: what is is, is he doing? Okay, very good question. Thank you. He's a private chauffeur. He drives for an old woman. I was a private chauffeur. I drove this old lady around. She was blind. I never cleaned the car. She had no idea. And so he has this huge Cadillac limousine at his disposal that he uses all the time. And... I was a stand- I was trying to be a stand-up comic, so I was just starting out doing my act. Oh, that's really interesting. You know, we'll see him do stand-up sure. mm-hmm. when he's not chauffeuring or whatever and trying to kill his uncle. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love this.
0: We love I think that. this is great. Really? I
1: think we want to do this show. Really? In a word, In. Yeah? Yes, in. No, I love really? that. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jarrell, how about that? I'm good for now. I'm, good I'm not now, a Purell nice. hoarder. Remember the pandemic, the hoarders, Hell yeah, nasty yeah. people. <laughs> They're like horse thieves in the old West. Aren't they? <laughs> okay. You'll find that I'm a pleasure to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any notes. That's all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, it's great. not a joke.
2: <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful stuff there. Yeah.
0: Now, hold on a second. Uh, that scene instantly reminded me actually of all things of Bojack Horseman.
2: <laughs> really?
0: Even now part of it, I guess, is because Bojack takes place in Hollywood and there's things like this all the time. But like and it's on Netflix. Yes. But like, you know, like and, and I actually think that uh we were listening to our or I was listening to our friends Akiva and Josh and Rob on their Kerr yeah. podcast and they actually uh, made reference to this also. Like given Larry's history, like for example, when Larry had Girl Scouts show up at his house and they were, um, you know, one was black and one was Asian and one was white. Larry made a point of mentioning and sort of praising the diversity. And there is almost this BoJack-esque visual gag, which is usually more for animated shows, when you see the executives who are very over the, like, very uh, exaggerated form of, like, very diverse and it's obviously intentional and you are grimacing the entire scene. Larry's going to say something here that's like, really inappropriate. <laughs> right. even though you this is a fake world where he put those people there for the purpose of doing it. But like still, like, it's not a thing that you need to make a comment about, Larry, like, you know, but uh, but of course you're expecting it. And then he doesn't do it. So is that just the show misdirection or is that something that's going to come later? What do You think? Um,
2: you know, it could, it could still be setting up for later Just because he hasn't said something uh, yeah. offensive I kind of think
0: it known. is Because like last season, in season 10 Which was uh, filmed and, you know, came out right after Sort of Me Too broke out Larry leaned all the way in on that one And had himself accused of sexually assaulting multiple women And yeah. so, yeah, Larry's certainly not shy about uh, You know, uh, making light of Sort of uh, uh, cultural moments and uh, sensitivities
2: Yeah, so you're saying that you think he'll be, He's going to get cancelled in the show
0: Yes, I think so like-
2: yeah. And then he'll obviously get canceled in real life.
0: No, because he's Larry David.
2: Yeah, it's true. For some reason, he's immune. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, he has. Uh, well, I, th- just, like, well some, I think or- certain
0: people are. Well, because you can also kind of tell motivations, frankly, you know, like him right. or Anthony Jeselnik has a different motivation, than, like Dave Chappelle, for example. Right. And, uh, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Dave Chappelle is very thin skin in real life. But, like Larry, like everything he's saying is so tongue in cheek
2: right it's right. so
0: obvious and like or like jessel nick are these people so
2: yeah so he's gonna live with his uncle mo he has this whole uh this whole idea uh mm-hmm. about you know how it's young, young larry he's living with uncle mo um so you know I, i'm not gonna get too hung up on this throughout this is obviously gonna be like the main storyline of the season is gonna be this uh this this is the adventure from the uh the trailer is this uh netflix show um so i won't get too hung up on this but you know in this um fictional universe where Larry David, um, 20 plus years ago, was a writer on a very popular show. Um, and then, you know, he's like kind of somewhat in the, you know, the background in the news, you know, but he's 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 certainly nothing like, you know, the Larry that we know in our world. Um, I don't really buy that. Netflix is buying a show based on like a fictionalized portrayal of a young Larry David.
0: Well, but he, I mean, he's also done other things. He went on Broadway.
2: Yeah, but like the average person that has no idea who Larry David is in this world.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that people know it's Larry David and it's young Larry. It's that it's just it's a funny story. They like him because he has a background of making good, funny TV shows and then in the story it doesn't have to be larry david it's just it's a young it is interesting to me how like the original idea of seinfeld was jerry walking around living his life as a comedian in new york city and then you would see him go do stand-up and larry basically just proposes that here for for the Netflix oh yes show. i mean
2: that yeah. i mean that is the joke that the show that he's proposing yes. to Seinfelds.
0: yeah well except for the wrinkle of you know the, the yeah, right. There's uncle a wrinkle. And, yeah yeah
2: uncle leo fine so he doesn't live with uncle leo fine. yeah oh that's
0: true yeah <laughs> um
2: it's yeah. interesting because he also in curb he has an Uncle Nathan who he. Oh. Um, basically frames for being a child molester yes um and Uncle so, Mo, yeah. as I
0: said, is uh, the name in succession, the nickname in succession for the uh, molesting right, uncle the, the in charge of the cruise lines or something.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's, we also have a, a nice callback here to the freak book um, where we have the whole like dispute between Larry and Ted because Larry doesn't like that. Ted is making the waiters at the party wear ties. Uh, by the way, and- uh, great
0: funny that you just mentioned that because at this exact second, John McEnroe just showed up on my television. Right. Literally, right. as you said, the words freak book.
2: Wow. That's that's all right. That's nice. Um, Yeah. Um, So, yes, Larry. And in that in that instance, Larry tells Ted about the time that, uh, you know, when he was younger, he drove a limo and Ted thinking, you know, oh, that now I see why you're against uh, bartenders having to wear ties. You have you were forced to wear a tie. And Larry says, actually, no, the woman that I drove was blind. So she didn't know that I wasn't wearing a tie.
0: That's a true real life story.
2: Well, I'm saying it's they, yeah. they do the same exact bit here that yeah, he yeah. Kept the car a mess because it was a blind, but but guy.
0: I think, but again, I don't think that's a bit. I think that's actually what Larry David did.
2: I understand, but he's yeah. like he's re- he's reusing material,
0: yeah, yes, he is,
2: yeah. Um,
0: well, so but yeah, in, so the, he, in the world of Curb, he hasn't reused it in the world of Curb, he just told it as an anecdote, he didn't use it on a TV show yet,
2: <laughs> yeah. So now, my this is not a prediction, this is more a hope. I okay. hope, I hope that in the way that like season 10 started with like the that uh, the season 10 finale started with like the like the news report about the spite store. Yeah. Um, I hope that there's an episode of this season, presumably the finale, that starts with the like the first episode of Young Larry, like we see it. Okay. And that the episode then, because of that, starts with the HBO static going into the curb music going into the netflix <laughs> yeah like, logo and like blop whatever whatever you call the Netflix, blob. yeah okay um that is my dream for this season is that we get that sequence of events so like basically the hbo like the two most iconic like opening uh yeah or you know mm, that's t- funny tv, TV of the last 20 years yeah uh one into the other that's what we're hoping for um okay so
0: so curb gave us the seinfeld reunion and curb is going to give us the young larry prequel
2: That certainly seems like where we're headed. I mean, I guess maybe not because like we'll see later, Larry's going to try to sabotage the show. I mean,
0: you want to talk about real meta. How incredible would it be if after this season of Curb, it's announced that Larry has a new show on Netflix (laughs) (laughs) that he basically advertised for on HBO
2: Max? (laughs) No, the the most meta would be is that this season season of Curb is so horrible that HBO is like, forget, no, cancel. We're not doing season 12. Like no (laughs) one wants to watch (laughs) Curb anymore. This (laughs) was horrible. So it's yeah. like he, by tanking Young Larry he actually tanks, tanks curb.
0: Yes. And he all, and he pulls a Mel Brooks.
2: Yes. Maybe intentional. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, we, since we're already talking about it, so I mean, they're, they're already to me pretty clearly setting that up, right. It's the same, it's the same parallel thing uh, because like the premise of the show is right. He's, tr- he's trying to like sabotage his uncle who he ostensibly is there, to, you know, take care of. Um, and then the like the storyline of the season is going to be him trying to sabotage, the Netflix show about a guy trying to sabotage, um, you know, his caretaker.
0: Well, so let's get to the primary form of sabotage, which, of course, is who he's going to cast in the role of his love interest. Yeah. So, you know, so this is the next scene, of course, in the episode is uh, Larry shows up to the Taqueria. It's no,
3: uh, well, you're, you're,
2: you're jumping way ahead.
0: Oh, that's not the next scene. <laughs> oh, OK, what do I miss?
2: You, Does you this my belt thing happen first? That's why that think happens first. There's a dinner party. Oh, that all happens. Okay. There's all a whole right, thing fine. where, you know, he talks to Leon about which bathrooms he's able to poop yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Albert Brooks pays a visit. Okay. Fine. Fine. Sorry.
0: Sorry. I'm out of order here.
2: <laughs> it's all good.
0: This whole episode's out of order.
2: Yeah. You could cut this out if you want, or you can leave no, it in. I people leave it like, in. People like to see how the sausage is made. Yes. Especially when it's made this embarrassing way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As we said before, Don't worry about how the sausage is made. Just enjoy it.
2: (laughs) Just enjoy it. All right. So we head over to Brentwood Country Mart. Larry and Mm. Jeff leaving lunch, and they're talking about how they're going to go to a dinner party being hosted by Leon's girlfriend, Mary Mm. Ferguson. Mm. And Larry is bringing along Lucy Lou for what's going to be their third date. So that's pretty exciting.
0: Well, the very first person that we saw Larry date on the show uh, when he first got separated from Cheryl was Lucy Lawless. Mm -hmm. So he's just dating every uh, actress in Hollywood whose name is Lucy L.
2: He used to date Lucy Montone. Yes, but that was a character so he, of the show. But yeah. Sure, but he has a thing for Lucy's though. I think. Yes, and that is three Lucy's. Yeah. He probably likes the name Lucy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Lucy's a nice name. I like the name Lucy.
0: Do, do you know what a juicy Lucy is? It's like a Minnesota oh. thing. Oh no, what is it? It's like one of like the stereotypical foods of Minnesota, but it's like it's mm-hmm. cheese inside of a hamburger, so it's it's very not kosher.
2: Sounds very delicious.
0: Yeah. I've never <laughs> had a and, real juicy Lucy.
2: And and therefore not kosher. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. So Larry uh, spots a guy walking by. Turns out it's uh, a fellow named Dennis Swibel. Yes. Um- Alex you'll recall uh, it was just a few episodes ago I think it was in was it in car periscope uh, we had Alan's Alan's why bell yes uh, so yes I think pretty clearly that's uh, where this name kind of came from that he was Alan's Weibel was like uh, a friend of Larry's who ended up being on the show some even credit him with him like telling Larry like you should do this HBO special that's in like in some of the some of the history of the show uh, gives him that sort of credit so and he, he has a cousin
0: he hates named Dennis <laughs> so Larry decides
2: to <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like hey I remember that guy he Owes me six thousand um, dollars because you know, remember that golf trip we all went on? I laid yeah. out the money. Everybody We was, was such
0: good friends that of course it was yeah. uh, him and Leon and <laughs> Jeff and Dennis and
2: Swibel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you know, I laid out the money. Everybody paid me back except for Zweibel. um I want my money. Hmm. And Jeff's like, oh, you know, I heard that he's uh, actually going through early onset dementia. Um and you like you think oh maybe this will cause Larry to have some sympathy instead. Larry's like oh so I better go get the money now before he forgets about it. Yeah. Very uh very similar in spirit uh, when he feels like he has to break up with um what's her name uh, Loretta Loretta before she's the cancer uh, before yeah. before she gets the cancer diagnosis
0: and also very similar to Michael J Fox where is it to, is it, is it right. um the disease or is it he's faking it for sympathy and is why right. Bell using um his dementia. He's alleged to of dementia to get, as, as get out of giving Larry success. <laughs> to get out
2: of in- inconvenient business transactions. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he goes over to confront him. Larry is because- very
0: suspicious of anyone else's medical maladies.
2: Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone who's sick, Larry thinks that they're faking it because he would fake it. That's yeah. What-
0: There's got to be an advantage here somewhere.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he first he compliments him on his shirt, which we'll come back later. Yeah. Um. He reminds a real him about throwaway the money. line. And like Dennis, just like. Either he actually has dementia or he's just like completely gaslighting Larry, like a maniac. He um,
0: is the fucking balls on this guy. He thinks that <laughs> he, he has the position he has, here.
2: Unless he has dementia.
0: Okay, fine. But like, I mean, I jotted in my notes, eight minutes into the episode and we have a massive leader in the clubhouse for Becky's fucking asshole.
2: Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, the whole, the whole episode comes down to dementia or asshole. Like, yeah. which one is it? It's a one yeah. of the two. It's like 50, 50. Well, I think it could be both. I, I do. Th- both, right?
0: I think it's possible that why Bell does think he paid him in the later scene, Right. but it still doesn't justify how much of an asshole
2: he is. <laughs> he's he's a humongous but, asshole. Here. But the
0: premise here is that I've owed you money for six months, and you're not allowed to mention it to me. That's yeah, that's I the mean, premise he has here. That's yeah, not a dementia no, thing. He's not no, saying he's not claiming I didn't I didn't lend you money. You didn't lend me money, or I paid you back. He's saying no, I did. You're just not allowed to ask for it back yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fucking asshole award was written with this Zwei Bell scene in mind. Yes. <laughs> This is a Hall of Fame curb fucking. Honest. Well, Jeff learned from uh,
0: Jeff Schaefer when he was a guest on our podcast, learned about it, and he ran back to Larry. They were editing this episode at the time, as we know. And he said, hey, we need to add another character who's a huge fucking asshole.
1: We haven't <laughs>
2: done any of those yet.
0: Yeah. We've <laughs> never had a character on the show who's an asshole, but let's figure out a way to work that into this
2: episode. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, so Dennis is like, OK, whatever. You're sick. You're stalking me. But, you know, how about this? Next time I see you in the golf club, I'll write you a check and call it a day. Mm. And now, la- and la- Larry's like walk- a bit of a
0: Luddite, but like there's a million apps that you can use, you know, Zelle and Venmo and PayPal. You can make any payment you want on your phone in like in 10 seconds.
2: Yeah, I'm willing to believe that uh, folks of this age are not necessarily using mm. those stuff. I mean, so, I'm sure there are some that do. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty that are still writing checks.
0: Yeah, that's probably because true.
2: it is obviously an insane thing to do. To write a check is completely insane. Yes, it's like it's gotten to the point where I've argued
0: with my dad about this a lot, which like, I guess goes to the generational point.
2: Like, forget it, Forget about checks. Checks are obviously ridiculous. Like, there's no like I don't, I don't even know if I have checks. I probably do like some drawer. But like, who, who even knows? Cash, never use. Like, literally never use. Even yeah. a credit card I barely ever use because you can just use your phone now. Yeah,
0: I use card. my phone for everything. I don't take I don't take my wallet out when I go most places.
2: Yeah. No, I don't I just, go that many
0: places, but
2: I got one of the, I just recently, like last couple of months, got one of those iPhone cases that then like has a flap. So you can just like, put oh, my wife the has it. That. No, that's annoying. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. Cause I like having like a my ID on me, like, you know, a couple, you know, an ATM card. Cause like, you know, that way I just always have those and never have to worry. Mm. Okay. I think it's worthwhile to like have like the three or four key things that like to get you out of a jam. Oh, yeah. Like your ID, you might you also like, you shouldn't drive without it. So like, well,
0: my, my move drivers. from my, I have three driver's licenses. I have, I have one in each of my cars. Okay.
2: All right. Pause the podcast. <laughs> Slow down. Back, 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 Why do you have three driver's licenses?
0: Uh, because I couldn't find my driver's license. And so I went online and ordered right, another right,
2: yeah, one. No, wait, stop. Wait, should we do, should we do a spin-off like serial type <laughs> podcast? Try to determine why you have three. Have
0: drivers. I never mentioned that before? <laughs>
2: No, that's that's the one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Uh,
0: it's really not okay. So this is what happened. I, I couldn't find don't my they, license. Don't they don't they make you surrender your license
2: when you get a new one? No,
0: well, not if you lost it. Oh,
2: so I you lost it, but it turns out you found. It.
0: I couldn't find my driver's license, and for like a week or two, I didn't do anything about it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to go to the DMV. It's a pain in the ass. And then I realized, oh, I could just go online and order another one in 30 seconds and pay twelve dollars, and it'll be here next week. Right. So I did that, and that's then true. and then I found it, and so then I did it again because I'm like, I might as well. And I mean, I, technically, the old ones are expired um technically only one is active like if you were to swipe it so it's
2: great but, so you can go so you could go anywhere you just you have driver's licenses everywhere you have a yeah. and shop you got yeah. one at your parents house i
0: just leave them everywhere yeah, yeah i mean so everywhere. technically speaking if i got pulled over and i didn't have my wallet on me then i could get in trouble because it, it, and i would just you know explain oh this is the wrong one i got mixed up whatever but i I, ju- I don't intend to do that it's just that if i happen to drive somewhere and not have my wallet this is just a backup it's in my car already
2: yeah 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 okay yeah so that right. way you have it yeah. Um, Don't take any wait, legal so,
0: advice from this podcast.
2: Well, we still wait. wait so that's that's their second podcast. What was, what was your sorry? That was your second license. What was your third license?
0: Once I realized I could do that, I just ordered oh, another so you just bucks
2: more. Why not? You're just like I'll get a bunch of licenses. I, they're, I, like, they're like pens. You might lose them those for twelve
0: dollars. Like the peace of mind of it being So why, there, only, just think,
2: so why only three?
0: Well, I, I I have one in my car. like my wife and I collectively have two cars, so I have one of both of those cars and one of my. How li-
2: How many licenses does she have?
0: one like an over well wait, she so has was, her
2: see wait you found out this amazing life hack of getting an extra well, it's license not tech- again technically only
0: one of them is active but my wife has the thing that you have she has like the wallet connected to her phone right, right so she yeah. has it with her <laughs> i i i have nothing usually when i leave the house i take nothing but my phone unless if i'm driving i'll take my wallet right. if i remember but you know oftentimes i don't because i don't where am i driving to honestly
2: Right, so I, I now I'm just down to you know like the Adam Sandler phone wallet keys. Yeah. So I so I switch it. So I'm instead of phone wallet keys, I'm phone headphones keys.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Now the headphones. Every, yeah.
2: Every time I leave the house, I do the song phone headphones keys. Like do the po- I do like the pocket check. When yeah. I head out. It's yeah. great. It's a great song. It's very helpful. It's but lot. it's so
0: much better. Like when we were in college, there was you had your i you had your iPod, you had your digital camera, you had your phone, so many things. Like we're getting fewer and fewer things. It's it's better and better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um well the one thing no, I, I don't like t-
0: about- I don't take my my keys either because um, first of all, there's always someone in my house, I feel like. But also when there's not the when there's not well, my, my phone is my key to my car.
2: Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. I don't have that.
0: Yeah. Um and so I actually oh, wow. I think for most cars you can get that like I know for like my my Honda you could get that but you only had it free for like three months the app and after you had to pay like $5.99 a month or something
2: interesting I've never been offered that so
0: whatever whatever it was I downloaded the app I registered it as my new car and then after three months it said oh and he can continue to use this app and I was like no it's not worth it so
2: interesting yeah, yeah. I mean it's possible that my car has it but I yeah but I my other car has that would have yeah. told me about it as like a cool thing if if it had it
0: yeah uh, maybe I don't know you can google that afterwards
2: yeah I once um I once rented a car and uh, it was like a car that didn't have like an automatic push button and uh, um, like the person at the rental car place thought they had to like teach me how to use it uh, how to like, oh how to insert a so key so into I'm like oh so you put the key did you turn it to the left I'm like yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm not like nine yeah <laughs> Like, what, it's like, it's, what? It's, it's like, like the-,
0: the seatbelt on the on the airplane or larry how, of course at the hotel yeah, it's like like
2: how young do you think i am that like i wasn't alive yet at that time that, like I, yeah I, I don't know well
0: i i tried to pull it on my wife the other day we were um, we were at the uh, doctor uh with my son and it was like an old-timey chair like most of the chairs at these doctors have all like these buttons that go up and down but this is an old-timey where you had to use a crank and i oh, said wow I said that's like that's like when you like used to they use like the, it was like the shape and the position of how you would crank open and shut windows in a car. And then I turned to my wife and I said, "Do you remember before there was like automatic windows with a right. and she was very insulted because she says she did remember that. She's not that much younger than me.
2: She didn't remember that.
0: No, she did. She was oh, she, she was did. insulted that I implied that she didn't. She's like I'm 18 uh, months younger than you, you jackass.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not like a Richard Lewis situation. It's not 12 days.
2: Right. We're the same age. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, 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 uh the Automatic windows were developed during those 18 months
0: Yeah I, I, I mean there are th- In pop culture it's a much more common thing Like there were things that were big to me but nothing to her Because right. it happened at, like the moment of When you come into like realization of the world of 5th grade 6th right. grade whatever it is I was 2 grades ahead of her So Right
2: and if you never go back you just don't know about Like you know hacky sacks Or whatever because like yeah. you, just, you just missed it mm, Yeah hacky like, sacks people, were
0: 5th grade I want no, to say Was peak?
2: 5th to 6th I think you think I thought later
0: No, because I remember that Isaac, my friend Isaac, who was in my grade, his brother three grades older than us, Nathan. So he was an eighth grader, and he was the best hacky sack guy in the school. So at least when it started, we were in fifth grade. I know that for sure.
2: I remember it being a thing in high school.
0: Hacky sacks? No, I went to high school with you.
2: I know. People thought hacky
0: sacks in high school.
2: I that I associate it with ninth grade.
0: Oh well, I wasn't in in your school in ninth grade.
2: I know, but still, still, that's still many years apart.
0: Well, maybe it went from west to east. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we, we can let's Google this. Uh, hacky sack. Uh, when was hacky, hacky sack? sack? <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a very big tangent. It's not even. It's not even something about hacky sacks in the episode. As opposed to our normal podcast, I don't know how it even came up. Um. Yeah. Oh, because we're talking about you know, cultural. Yeah. Uh, when were hacky sacks popular?
0: Okay, they gained popularity in the early '80s. It says. Okay. No, but that's, okay. that's So that's not helpful. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. Um. What do orthodox kids yeah. play hacky
2: sack?
0: All it says here is the current Western incarnation was invented in 1972, gained national popularity in the early 80s. Um, all right, that's all. That's all it says on the hacky sack Wikipedia page.
2: When were so, Jews in New York playing a lot of hacky sack? Well, and
0: Minnesota.
1: Yeah.
2: And Minnesota. Yeah. Well, you I'm probably, gonna, it, you if probably if got we, it from they, Minnesota people. Probably got it from camp. Like, well, like if we can posit,
0: if we can posit that it's invented in 1972 in Oregon, it has to slowly move east. So it gets to Minnesota. It's 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 nationally popular by the early 80s, but I guess it's slowly moving. Yeah, I don't know.
2: So the only answer is early 80s. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what not you useful. Do, yeah. That, that yeah. doesn't, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Should we continue with the episode? Okay. Um, oh, no, we have more hacky sack. In yeah,
0: everything is saying the 80s. Okay, here's one that says hacky sack, the game of the 90s, but that doesn't answer the one more questions either. Um. OK, in Canada, its peak was in Montreal. Its peak was in the late 90s, it says. But that doesn't really yeah. answer us either because 96 is, is what is fifth grade. Or sixth uh, grade and then 99 got- is 10th grade. So that covers our whole range, I think.
2: Yeah, I'm giving myself a win on that.
0: Well, Montreal. All right, I also sorry, I. Montreal. I, I
2: I see another one that says late '90s, which I oh. think of as like '98, '99, '96 is kind of a stretch to call late '90s. Yeah, I mean, I think right. I'm closer. I'm closer. I'm gonna get my. Well, up. I mean,
0: the open the Wikipedia article says early '80s. So <laughs> uh,
2: sure. Yeah.
0: Fine. We'll average uh, out early '80s and uh, late '90s. We'll get to our mid '90s. Good. Done. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're gonna call. What were
0: we talking about? We were eight minutes into the episode of Curb
2: yeah we're very oh, we're only very 34
0: close. minutes to go because it's an extra long episode
2: yeah that's true yeah yeah. um you might want to plop down in the couch get comfortable yeah um but it's, it's you know we got we still got a lot ahead of us okay yes. so yeah so we're in a car and we're to, at to
0: house we're gonna go in depth with the uh, hacky sacks <laughs> and maybe go the episode of Curve. Yeah, yeah
2: their episode we did more minutes of hacky sacks <laughs> than they did on the whole episode of uh what, what episode did i do oh yeah episode, yeah uh, they, they also did um, Funkhauser's Crazy Sister last week was there yeah. a hall, hall of Fame episode. I, th- I thought that was a good choice. I think that's an underrated episode that's very strong.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it, but it's not a Hall of Fame episode.
2: No, I mean, I, I don't.
0: maybe they're big hope of guys. Uh, I mean, we've rated all the episodes and that's nowhere close to the top.
2: Where do we have it? Let's see. Let's
0: it's good, go it's, it's, but it's just not, you know, it's, it's not uh, particularly special.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really fun episode, though. Um, let's see where we have it.
0: That's the episode where we said Jeff was like the, the biggest um, fucking asshole in the show's history, right?
2: Right Or not. Like, depend, right, again, Yeah, it depends how serious de- you de- want to get. Dementia yeah. or, you know, in on it. Um, well, the so gaslighting we have- of, of
0: sending a woman to a mental institution to evade responsibility for cheating on your wife.
2: Right, right, right. No, that's very bad, right? Yeah. The, the potentially worst was that he was, that he was like sexually assaulting a handicapped woman. Yes, yes. But that but, we we decided that she's not actually like disabled. She's just cookie. No, they
0: just gaslight her. Yeah, they just imply yeah. that she is. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, but she's which is still very bad. But it's like those are the, like the two options. I think that's probably the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. By the way, bad.
0: I have that. I gave it three and a half pretties myself personally. I rated. Yeah. it. I, see, I gave it four out of eighty-two. Now, here's an interesting point: the Ringer, which is Bill Simmons' own podcast uh, and uh, and blog network, they ranked it number forty-nine. Mm -hmm. so they and when they did the rankings there was 90 episodes so they considered this a slightly below average episode i guess uh uh, bill was not involved in his own uh website's rankings
2: um or maybe he had a vote but he you know he didn't it wasn't just his ranking Um, i do see
0: a lot do like that episode uh i see four rankings in the top 20 but i see one in the bottom 10 from episode ninja so yeah
2: and in our in our rating so i gave it a 4.0 you gave it a 3.5 it was the 33rd overall episode um the listeners were overall high on pretty high on it except for jared jerome who killed it with a one and a half
0: mm. wasn't that uh, the run also, when he when he hated everything
2: um well he he had, he had a back-to-back um the bot mitzvah and funkhauser's crazy sister where he gave one and a half and a half to the bot mitzvah which oh. I think is the worst score that anyone has given that's just episode.
0: rank anti-semitism
2: yeah um so yeah so uh, which is what you kind yeah. of expect from Jerry. So, I, I, so, yeah, Funkhouser Tray Sister is a very solid, strong episode of Her, but mm-hmm. not a Hall of Fame episode. I agree. Um, yeah. So yeah, Bill Simmons has weird opinions sometimes. That's I would
0: propose that we return to the Fefford Fits.
2: Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we're in the car. We're heading to the dinner party. Uh, we got Lucy Lou, We got Albert Brooks. We got Jody and we got Larry. And she, you know, she has the same observation. Um, hey, I can't believe I'm in a car with Lucy Lou, Albert Brooks and Jerry David. Yeah. And uh, Larry jokes it off. She jokes that, you know, I sometimes get my Jews confused. So do you think she was going for Jerry Seinfeld or Jerry Lewis there?
0: Oh, well, I thought clearly Jerry Seinfeld, but I also thought that she's she's cracking a joke. She's because she makes a point yes. from the next. I yes, think yes, it's yes, all you know. a setup. Yeah,
2: it's for sure a joke. She doesn't actually confuse them. but you think yeah. Jerry Seinfeld? I had a little because yeah, that's the, the thing. thing.
0: Everybody thinks of him at, like they identify him with Seinfeld. Why would they identify him with Jerry Lewis? Because he's no like an old, compar-
2: old Jewish man. Comedy. No, there's a
0: lot of old Jewish men in comedy, yeah, I, I feel like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, Albert's like, yeah, she's funny, anti-Semitic, but funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone has a good laugh. Yeah. So Lucy's like, hey Albert, I hear you're doing this like weird ass funeral thing <laughs> when you're still alive. Yeah. Um. And he's like, yeah, it's this idea I thought of. It's called the live funeral. You know, the last few five funerals I thought I was at, I was like, this is so stupid. That we're all standing here saying such nice things about a person who's dead in a box and can't even hear him. We should say it to their face while they're still alive. It's interesting that he chooses himself as the first person to uh, try this out with.
0: Now, it, uh, it's interesting because as he's saying this, I'm like, no, well, of course he's right. And that's why they have testimonials and roasts and Lifetime right. Achievement Awards and all those things. But no, no, he doesn't want to be there and hear the nice things. He wants to be in another room and he wants them to actually pretend as if he's dead, which is yes. very strange. It's very, it's very big. dark. And he's mad at Larry for not pretending that he's dead. So it's it's very strange what he wants. Um, In fact, yeah, didn't we see when um when when Funkhauser's uncle um had the testimonial, didn't they make a point of saying why wait until he's dead to say all these things about him? I think they actually made that society point.
2: Society has thought of this problem before Albert Brooks. This yes. is not like a, 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 you know, an epiphany that he had. No, it's you know everyone has been at a funeral and said Oh, we! Sh- I sh- wish I said yeah. these things. Is when the person was alive. Like I said, that's like one of the most common, you know, reactions to. Some yeah,
0: things. we have a friend. Yeah. I wouldn't say friend. There's a person we both know who loves to post on social media things that everyone else has already thought of, but he thinks are his own brilliant insights.
2: Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little bit of the
2: yeah, I, I always say that like the um, the ideas that you um, you think of when you're like intoxicated a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps using a, a certain social drug, um, they o- they always fall into one one of three categories. The first being actually really smart. Mm-hmm. The t- number two being very stupid, mm-hmm. and number three being correct but extremely obvious. Yeah, so very like- very
0: smart, but so smart that it was not of long ago.
2: Or, but like, also, or yes. not even. It's like, yeah, like water, if you get, if you spill that, like the floor will be wet. <laughs> like, and you're like, wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, so. We head over to the dinner party. We finally get there after a the long car ride in which we took several tangents. So yeah. um, Larry's telling everyone about the incident from the other night with the pool and the dead body. And everyone's like, how could this happen? We don't you supposed to have a fence. Uh, you know, it's the law. Everyone else we know with a pool has to have a fence. So, yeah, it's, you know, it makes sense that they would know this. It's yeah, I though, feel like, like that, we've
0: seen a lot of pools and backyards in curb, and I don't know if we've seen fences all the time necessarily. Yeah. But well, Also,
2: like, has no one ever been to Larry's house and be like, hey, why don't you have a fence up?
0: Yeah. We've been he, in this backyard many times. We've seen yeah, him he, sunning out yeah. here with his uh, girlfriend who uh, wrote, who wrote uh, the, the smiley face on his forehead.
2: Yeah. So Leon, uh, Leon's like, Hey, I have big news. Mm. Mary and I, we're going on a long trip. We're going to Asia. Um,
0: Highly and... specific destination. <laughs>
2: yeah, Asia, all of Asia. And he actually says we're going all over Asia. Like they're going for like a few months.
0: Well, so he says like where China say so, no, everywhere. Yeah,
2: everywhere. All of Asia. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what Leon considers to be part of Asia.
0: Now, Larry's concerned um, with the price of this trip for understandable reasons, because the assumption is that Leon just used his credit card. I mean, Le- Le- Larry knows that Leon knows his credit cards, his, his codes, his mother's maiden name, all his information.
2: Right, so- social security number. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: But Leon shocks us by saying, no, no, I didn't steal it from you. I stole it from tons of strangers.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he explains that he did a GoFundMe where he advertised it as me and my baby need to go to Asia. Yeah. Um. Now,
0: I will say that I, mean, I think you'd call it a Kickstarter, not a GoFundMe. But if, if, yeah, if J.B. Smoove said, I want to go on a trip and I'll provide content for that trip, I think I'd throw in a few bucks.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. a few bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just need a few thousand people. Yeah. Um, Albert's like, this is a great idea. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to try. I'll do like, hey, my baby has never seen a Ferrari before. Can you send us to Italy to pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> Back after the factory. Yeah. Um, so uh Jody's really admiring Susie's bracelet, which Susie tells her she got from uh Dennis wybell's jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Uh as luck would have it, really, you know, everyone's talking about this y. Bell all the time now. Yep. Um, and Larry's like, huh, wouldn't, you know? That guy owes six thousand dollars. She took <laughs> she took my twenty dollars, right? She owes me twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, um and, you know, he, he tells the whole story about how he tried to collect. And like, he's like, she, he completely treated me like the bad guy. And he's like, he's like, listen, you're not the bad guy, which I'm, I was surprised Susie was willing to even consider Shocking. That. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's as far as, yeah, she'll continue to yell at him like, oh, you you know, you show some compassion. Um, you know, don't give him a hard time. Um, and then in uh, what, the, you know, the moment in which the episode will turn, Susie very clearly plops down on the couch, uh, you know, causing the whole couch to like move and causing Larry to get startled. And he drops his wine glass and it spills all over the couch. And everyone's freaking out, yelling at Larry. And he's saying, What are you looking at me? She plopped on the couch. She caused the whole thing. And Susie's like, Plo- What are you talking about? Plop. I didn't plop. You're a feeble old man with frail arms who can't even support a glass in his hand. And you dropped it.
0: Yeah, 100% Susie's fault, right? Not 100, 95.
2: Yeah, ninety five. And she's the butt for call. Everything was fine. He was able to sit and hold the the glass until she plopped out of the couch and moved the whole couch. Like it's yeah, very- but
0: I, I do think it's reasonable to assume that you know when you're holding a glass on a couch, you have to be more careful than if you're at a table, for example. So
2: a more a more virile man would have been fine.
0: Yeah. You oh, got to be no, prepared was, for maybe not for major poppage, but you got to be prepared for, you know, movement and, and, right. and uh, other people's physical actions affecting you in a way that wouldn't happen, perhaps on a chair.
2: Yeah. So his um his frailty is a uh, contributing factor. But not yes, factor. I do think so. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's like your, your old beauty arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh well you know larry's like hey like tell her she plopped and jeff's like i'm obviously not saying anything um which again i'm surprised that he was even he was like able to get away with abstaining rather than having to support Susie. well
0: everyone in the room there i was kind of surprised but then um, moments later well albert, albert switches to a plop when, when right. susie yells at him right and yeah. then but then jeff says in front of susie moments later as the scene is ending like oh it was 100 a plop
2: yeah, well, I think it's you're supposed to. I think it's after she's like walked away. Like he just whispers it to Larry. Like
0: she, yeah, like, maybe it's a stage whisper. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so they walk as they're walking outside for dinner. Um, Larry somehow mistakes the window for a door and walks head on straight into it, crashes and falls down to the ground like a little baby. This is a credit
0: um, to Mary Ferguson, I think. This is indicative of an extraordinarily clean window.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She runs a tight ship.
0: My, uh, my, my son, I just bought him some glasses online and his brothers were kept wanting to insist that they wanted to like, they're like, is there actually like in the frame? Is there anything plastic or glass? They thought there wasn't. And I was like, well, that's just because they're clean. <laughs> they won't right. look like this for long.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I, I really need to clean my glasses more than I do. There's like mm-hmm. a, all the time. Like I'll, like, I'll be like, oh, I should clean my glasses. And I do. And I'm like, oh, this is what seeing is like. Well, yeah.
0: I, I've <laughs> argued, my, my wife can only see out of one eye. And, uh-huh. and her ophthalmologist told her, she's like, you know, you can get a contact and then you'll see perfect out of the eye And she's like, but why? I don't need to. I've never seen out of the eye. And what's the problem? And I was like, that's such a terrible attitude. Like I've never seen, and I'm used to living life this way. So why do I need to see? It's like, it, I'm living in mono when there's terror of it. It's like somebody who's like, you know, colorblind, having the ability to see color and say, no, I choose not to, which is a very strange move by my wife.
2: Yeah, except unless she's like, is not interested in having to put in a contact, which, you know, just is annoying. Yeah. I mean, there's even, like, you can get
0: like PRK or LASIKs or whatever, probably. No, that might be an expense, but it's not even like she's, she just doesn't care to see. She's like, I see fine right. the way my life has always been. Yeah.
2: yeah. I hear it.
0: Oh, okay. I don't.
2: Yeah. Um, like, she's fine. Like, if she, don't, she doesn't have an issue, like, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Um, she can yeah. parallel
0: park, but uh, soon enough <laughs> oh. technology will do that for her
2: anyway true um yeah so um lucy you know helps him up guides him outside being very you know like nurturing and uh leon like turns to Jeffy's, like that's two feeble things in a row he got one <laughs> more of a drop his ass off at a nursing home
0: yeah i guess i guess leon also has power, power of attorney over larry
2: <laughs> he might he might yeah. you know he, i'm sure he has his signature memorized yeah <laughs> um so yeah so maybe uh Head over to Lucy's house, Larry's. You know. By the way, um, uh,
0: you did. Um, one of the themes of this episode is how much Jody sucks. Albert Brooks's uh, girlfriend. Yeah. And when they're discussing, sitting around in, in the living room there before the meal, when when they all yell at Larry for having asked for the money back from Zwei Bell. Someone says, Larry says, how long do you have to wait? And Jody says,
2: nine months. I'm mean, like, really, how do you <laughs> Plus, get nine yeah. months from? <laughs> Ridiculous. Because yeah. maybe, maybe you have a baby in the interim. So you yeah, to wait I guess to so, see yeah. If They, have a, if they, they have just had have the baby.
0: You have a newborn, and you're going to be asking for money back? No, That's terrible. You're gonna,
2: yeah. Right, you're going to feel bad that, you're, that yeah. you have a newborn out of the way. You're asking him for money. Yeah, so yeah. You, have to wait, you have to wait a pregnancy cycle. <laughs>
0: yeah. I should acknowledge, um, by the way, uh, when, when Larry walked into the glass on my first viewing, I laughed extremely hard. I think that was my hardest LOL <laughs> of the episode.
2: Um, wow, okay.
0: Yeah, not for uh, you, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't remember, but oh. it, was very unex- it was very unexpected. I was, yeah. Uh, it definitely and it, it, I mean,
0: you know, to, to Leon's point, it does not help his argument that the spill was Susie's fault.
2: Um, right. Which to like Lucy's perspective, she, like, she was in the kitchen. Like she has no idea. Yeah. So it's like, as far as she knows, Larry says it was Susie, Susie says it was Larry. Everyone else is yeah. like, I don't know. that he crashes the wall. You're like, yeah, okay, this guy, yeah, of is course, an old, he's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's confused and he has a PewDieR ar- old man. Yes. Arms. And
0: all the sexual desire that you previously had for Larry David is out the window.
2: Yeah. So, you know, she's like, Okay, well, um, you know, text me when you get home to so let me know <laughs> that you're safe.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and Larry's like, Oh, I thought like maybe I would come in. And she's like, Oh no, you know, you had a big night, you should go home and rest take a warm bath uh, you know maybe like a warm blanket and get really cozy because you know you're an old man who's about to die Um, and you know he he tries to go in for a kiss and she and instead gives him a you know a polite peck on the forehead Mm. Um, okay so we're going to uh, head for another clip Uh, this is now Larry uh, then I think the next day um, with Leon in the kitchen at Larry's house
3: Woo! What's going on in there? What the fuck going on in there?
1: That's where you're going? This huh? is the bathroom I use to drop the kids off at the pool. Why don't
3: you use your own pool? I can't drop the kids off at the pool in that other ass bathroom. Now, if you don't want me to use this fucking bathroom all the time, I'll move around. You got plenty of pools in this big ass house.
1: You can use any of the pools on that side of the house, okay? Mm-hmm. Any of the pools down here. There's one pool, though, that's completely off limits okay mm, that pool and really that cool. pool is up there the okay. resort pool is not available to me It is not available to you ever how about when you're not there no never 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 i feel you don't okay. keep your pool to your fucking self absolutely okay
2: that, that scene has been a strong like uh, beauty and the beast vibes where like beast tells the bell tells bell you can go anywhere in the castle. Except the West Wing. It is forbidden.
0: Yeah, or, or God to Adam and Eve, right? Right. right.
2: right. Yeah,
0: I think God came up with that one first. Um, now, my, my dad told me quite a, uh, a shocking thing to me recently. My parents lived in the same house from 1982 until about 2019 or so for like over 35 years. Mm-hmm. And my father, the entire time that he lived in that house... Uh, only uh, dropped the kids off at one pool. I mean, there was a couple bathrooms in the house, but oh, you only t-
2: you told, you told yeah. me I, mean, I think you might have said this on a podcast.
0: Oh, it, it was crazy to me. Um, and, and he never really wanted anyone else to use it. So he's definitely of the Larry camp. But yeah, he never, never did it any in any other room in his house. It just seems insane that's uh,
2: that's completely insane. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now I and I, oh yeah, I'm sure I did mention the podcast because I said I would like to maintain the same rule for my pool in my house, but uh, my children uh, do not uh, treat doors or privacy at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you didn't either.
0: No, oh, I, oh. I, I I never went to the bathroom in my parents' bathroom ever. Oh really? Actually, so a, at the moment as we're recording tonight and for the next few nights, I'm actually sleeping in my parents' uh, not that house which they sold a couple years ago, but in their new house. Oh, you because, should go take.
2: You should go drop off the kids at the pool.
0: So I messaged my dad um,
2: <laughs> to ask permission. I,
0: no, I, I messaged my dad this afternoon and I said, um, cause he's not here right now. And I said, uh, where do you want me to sleep? And he said, you can sleep wherever you want. And I was like, well, that's shocking.
2: I'm shocked that he, uh, but, but I didn't
0: ask him where I can drop the kids off at the pool. Maybe that's a different question.
2: So are you sleeping in your parents' bed?
0: Um, I haven't really figured it out yet. We'll, we'll figure out where I'm going to sleep later tonight. But um, yeah.
2: All right. They said, that, they said wherever you want. Yeah. Well, because like Go there's crazy. not that
0: many beds in this house because like right. it's only the two of them and like right. my kids. So, you know, I don't have any many options. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah So Albert uh, Brooks comes over to visit And he's there to pick up a photo Of the Larry and himself And Marty Short Because uh, oh. he wants to display this previous curb ad, guest At the funeral, that's right um, I, I saw Reddit actually figured out where this picture Came from, it was from 2014 When actors Albert Brooks, Martin Short And comedian Larry David Attend the after party for the premise of Atlas Films Fed Up at the Pacific Design Center In West Hollywood, California
0: the only copy of this picture, there's no in, in 2014. No, no less. There's no digital copy. Only one uh, hard copy and only belongs to Larry. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Could have just emailed um, the JPEG.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Larry's like, by the way, like, what's the dress code for the funeral? And he's mm. like, like, for this thing. He's like, well, like a real funeral, like any funeral, you would wear a black suit.
0: Well, except, and the weird thing is Albert Brooks is going to be dressed very casually himself while watching well, on not, TV.
2: Well, he's not at the funeral.
0: But he's watching from upstairs and his intent was to come out at some point at the end. As Larry said, we'll all see him in an hour.
2: No, but then the funeral will be over. The whole Uh, point is that this is a, a real funeral. He can't be there.
0: So then. Yeah. So at what point was Albert planning on joining them after the funeral? For the after funeral, non-funeral related reception.
2: <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, but everyone else has to be wearing black, you know, black suits and he's going to be wearing jeans and a Polish. Maybe,
2: maybe they'll all bring a change of clothes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Change something a little bit more casual for the reception. Yeah. At which the deceased will attend. Yeah. Um,
0: now I do have to say throughout the scene and really the whole episode, Albert is such a better funk man replacement than Vince Vaughn. And I shared this last week's episode when we were previewing the trailer. Um, you know, I'm not a big Vince Vaughn fan, and I really don't like Vince Vaughn playing the Funkhouser replacement. But Alan, uh, but Albert Brooks, who of course is uh, Super Dave Osborne's real life brother, and is essentially filling that role in this episode, although not not there's no official relationship to to Funk man. There's a couple yeah. moments in particular where he is uh, Super Dave, and we will get to those later. But I think he does a really good job.
2: Right, but I mean, so then is is it that Albert Brooks, the character, is Marty Funkhauser, or just that Albert Brooks is Bob Einstein? like is it that like because the well brothers, no there is like, no
0: as far as in the world of the show albert brooks has nothing to do with marty funkhauser it's just that like you know they're he's clearly if marty funkhauser was alive i don't think albert brooks is in this episode
2: yes yes my, my point is is like are they reminding i'm wondering are they reminding each other you of each other because of the characters or just because these people are actually brothers who may just like have certain nuances and traits that remind you of each other i don't think there's necessarily
0: a distinction because i think that like the, especially on a show like curb the, the character that that Marty of of Mar- Marty funkhauser is basically whatever uh, you know Bob Einstein super Dave Osborne wanted it to be
2: right fair enough um okay um yeah so yeah I, I agree with you yeah he's uh he's uh, he has like that like funk man wackiness to him a little bit. yeah um and like the it's like the fact that like he does, like he won't like allow it's like the break character. Yeah. of like the rules that he's made for this like fake funeral yeah. um, is like very much like a funk man spirit yeah. to me. And like, he's
0: adopted Larry as his best friend.
2: Yeah. Even though Larry is right. quite ambivalent
0: about that clearly.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So um, Leon's like, Hey, can I bring my girlfriend, Mary Ferguson to uh, to this thing? And he's like, Oh, he's like, she a big fan of my movies. And he's like, mm-hmm. like, no. And like, frankly, I haven't seen any of your movies either. Um, and he's like, Oh, well actually there's two on Netflix that you might want to check out
0: um (laughs) more netflix references on hbo
2: yeah but like he's more concerned with larry like how are you doing like you know have you thought that maybe you might have a brain bleed you should get an mri larry's like Nah, i'm fine i don't care um so larry albert's like ah drop dead and larry's like that would be great then we can have a real funeral where people will say nice things about me (laughs) um so Albert, uh, Albert's like, oh, so how's everything go with Lucy? And Larry's like, not good. Something is very off with my relationship with her. Um, Albert's not surprised, you know. After all, she saw you walk into a glass door, um, so now she just views you as a cripple. Um, and it's like, you know, that's what the Three Stooges did—walking into walls and like they didn't get laid either. I right? believe me. And Leon does this whole bit. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That little, that little mad motherfucker runs around going, woo, woo, woo. He's not getting laid.
0: Yeah, a very good uh, uh, Three Stooges impression by by Leon, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, Yeah. So like like, Albert explains, he's like, you know, once they see you as someone they need to take care of, like you're no longer a sexual being to them. And I was like, I completely disagree. Women love taking care of men. (laughs) They all have like this like weird like Munchausen's where like they want you to be sick in bed and you can't do anything with anybody (laughs) so they can take care of you. And Albert's like, really? This is what you think women want? Uh, Which is a good question that um, (laughs) (laughs) like this this is really what Larry thinks Um, Leon and Leon's like, yeah, like, you know, that's not what they want. They want you you to tap their ass. (laughs) And Albert's like, yeah, you tap the door. You're never going to tap her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Yeah, it's over. Um, so yeah so he uh he heads out um but not not without a letting them know they can also check out concussion which is streaming on amazon prime and um noted this notices also that larry has received a delivery uh which they open up larry and leon they see that it contains a copy of this aforementioned santa monica code with the provisions regarding fences around pools underlined in red ink and the words mm-hmm. let's talk uh, Larry does his best Tony Vlachos impression, declaring this is extortion.
0: Now, it's absolutely insane to me that Larry will show up at the Taqueria at all. I don't under- Larry would instantly hire a lawyer to take care of this. This is not a real problem. Uh, certainly not one that he would handle personally on the individual level. Um, he could sue me for everything. He could bring criminal charges like no, the state would bring criminal charges, not the brother of a guy who broke into your house, tripped and died. There'd be no jail time for Larry for having his house having been in violation of a municipal ordinance. This entire thing, you know, I'm trying not to be a lawyer here, but the entire thing drives me completely crazy.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we have this whole scene. Uh, and also, the, you
0: know, by the way, even, even if you're going to give in to the extortion, like they haven't made any formal agreement. What would stop him from continuing to extort him even after Larry gives him everything he wants? Just this entire storyline, which seems like it's going to be a uh, driving storyline of the season. Uh, I can't help being a lawyer here. It annoys me a lot.
2: Um. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, it would, it seems like a much more normal arrangement here would be like, hey, write me a check for X dollars. Let's see what I can get this guy to give me, and like, we'll sign an NDA.
0: Well, but yes, like, the the credit to this guy, he's looking out for his daughter's career.
2: But like, it could, give a man probably, a million
0: dollars, he has a million dollars. Give a man's yeah. daughter a a, a Hollywood uh, career. She. I'd rather it, uh,
2: I'd rather have a million dollars than than this young woman's acting career. Yeah.
0: Well, you are not the dedicated father, obviously. That uh, that what, what's this guy's name? I forget. Marco. Yeah, that Marco. is. Marco,
2: the owner. He, he's uh, Tony is the owner of El Taco Llama. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco's the uh, no, Marco's the owner. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm unfortunately I agree with you. At this yeah. whole premise is kind of silly. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I, I hope and I suspect that like it kind of won't matter once the season gets going. Like the storyline is going to be more just about like you know, this, this, you know, incompetent actress and like trying to like, use her to sabotage the show and like, you know, the, the hilarity that ensues from that. Um, well, but you're, the, ma- oh, so, I, okay. I,
0: so you referenced this earlier in the podcast. I didn't get what you were saying. So you think Larry's trying to ruin the show on purpose?
2: Yeah. Because they, 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 they specifically agree that what if the show gets canceled? And he says, as long as she gets cast, you know, the deal is on, even if the show gets canceled. So, so I you, the, so it,
0: you interpret that to me that Larry's going to cancel the show on purpose
2: yeah, I think Larry's going to try to tank the show.
0: Oh, oh, I did not get that at all. OK, so I, so I see what you're referencing now. OK, uh, I, I, is, I don't know. Well, let lot other, others should let us know if that's how they said. It. I didn't see it that way at all. Uh, I thought that he's just asking nervously because he's like, what does this guy want from me exactly? Um, but yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I could be wrong. I thought they were like very, like very clearly. If like he's not highlighting- interested in doing
0: the show, why is he doing the show in the first place? No one's forcing him to. Usually, you know, it was Jeff or, or, or Cheryl who's pushing him to do these shows. He seemed excited about it in the room.
2: Yeah, but I think now that it's going to just be like poisoned by having to cast this like terrible. But then
0: couldn't he tell people he would tell that to Jeff and stuff and say he's like telling everybody how pissed off he is, how annoying. How, how, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll watch and see. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, no,
2: that's that's kind of that was just kind of my read on it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So we we learned a little bit about the character that she's playing, uh, which is like t- uh, not a good fit, to say the least. Uh, Marcia yeah. Lipschitz, um ballerina, a Jewish girl from Brooklyn. Uh, Marco's like, yeah, I don't see the issue. What's wrong here? Um but yeah, so um, Larry has to call up call up Jeff and fill him in that like you know basically we have to give her this part. It's gonna be a disaster. I oh, no, Like Larry's like uh, Larry's like oh I think it'll be fine. Jeff's like no, it's a disaster. Hmm. Um. Okay. So we're gonna head back to the uh the golf club and uh, Larry's going to uh, confront uh, Mister Zoe Bell again.
1: Oh hey, Dennis. Hi, Larry. What are you doing? You going out? Yeah. You? I just quit. Oh, not for good, I hope. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) so sick of it. Yeah. You know. Hey, so the last time I saw you, you said the next time you see me at the club, which is now, Mm -hmm. to remind you about the $6,000 you owe me and that you would uh, have a check and pay me. That's close, Larry. You saw me, and you reminded me of the $6,000, and I pulled out my checkbook, and I wrote you a check for $6,000. What? Yeah. I paid you at the farm shop. No, no, you didn't. Of course I did. Dennis, you didn't pay me at farm shop. I paid you. I I wrote a check to you for $6,000. you did not. You didn't. I would remember that, okay, if you paid me. I remember what you wore. You wore a green sweater, tan pants, blue and white checkered shirt. You had an almond decaf latte and a bran muffin. Now, if I know all that, don't you think I would know if you paid me? Why Why would I lie about that? I'll tell you what else. I complimented you on that shirt. You didn't compliment me. I most certainly did You've never complimented me in your life. There was never anything to compliment you about. (laughs) Ask around and see if anyone else remembers being complimented by you. I compliment people's outfits all the time. You're a bad guy, Larry. I'm not the bad guy. You are the bad guy. You are the bad guy. guy. No, I pay my debts. I pay my debts. Larry, leave the guy alone. Come Come on, on. Larry. What are you doing, man? What? What are you, hassling (laughs) him for money? He's got dementia. So what? Dementia's not a license to steal, is it? Well, how do we know you didn't forget? What are you talking about? We heard that you ran into a sliding glass door recently. Yeah, I walked into the door. I didn't see the door. How could I? It looks like air. <laughs> Everybody's done it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have I ever complimented you two guys on anything? No, no. I didn't tell you I like your new ping driver.
3: No, you didn't. Oh. must have been somebody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> great heading to the seat.
1: Yeah. Great time yeah. to be on there.
0: Now, uh, uh, why is Larry arguing with valve well, by referencing like outfits like, you know, I guess you're going to say, well, they don't have apps on their phone. But you could pretty easily, even if you don't have bank apps on your phone, you could just, you know, you could check your checking accounts. You can
2: call your assistant. Yeah. Or your, like, there's a very yeah, easy answer is, here. This is a very, this is very easy to verify one way or another with checks. Yeah. So, like, without, without <laughs> relying on whether or not Larry compliments people. Yeah. It's one thing if, you know, he had said, oh, I, you know, I gave you like a wad of cash. Mm, yeah that's
0: much harder. Um,
2: yeah right yeah or like you know i you know i i picked up your uh your grocery cart mm. and we called it even or something yeah. um yeah you the bank will have a record of whether or not you wrote him a check for six thousand dollars last week
0: yeah now who are supposed to be these two guys who larry talks to just randomly? um
2: just other guys from the club yeah, that i guess okay. like they're friendly he's friendly with there right know. we'll never see them again i wouldn't think so yeah okay yeah um So, yeah, so we head over to Jeff's house. um, It's, you know, before the funeral um, and Susie's chastising Larry for harassing his wife bell about the money, calls him petty. And Larry's like, petty? You're the one who's petty. After all, you caused the spill and that, you know, stained and ruined their couch. And, you know, it was all due to your plopping and you're forcing me to pay for the whole thing. You're refusing to chip in at all. That's petty. And Susie's like, what are you talking about? I had nothing to do with it. It was all your fault. And Larry won't let it go. He says, you plopped. You're a plopper. You've always been a plopper. And uh, Susie, again, asks Jeff to resolve it. But he's like, again, like, I'm not involved. Um, And Larry says, like, this is exactly what happened. He does this whole demonstration where he plops down on the couch, causes Susie's bracelet, which she had put down, you know, before, uh, to fly up in the air. It comes crashing down, hits the table. One of the diamonds flies out. And uh, Susie realizes that one of the stones is missing. And Larry's, like, trying to, like, climb on the floor and find it. But, of course, they can't find it. She tells him to get the fuck out. Get the funeral on your own. You're out of here. Um, and Larry's like, fine, I'll leave, but but not before proclaiming once again that he's not a bad guy, and he, in fact, is a good guy, a very good guy, very good, very great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a yeah. I, I like this. Uh, I like this Susie, uh, Larry fight here.
0: Yeah, well, Susie, Larry fights are like old school curve. That's what we want to see. We don't need all those Y Bells and all these other people. Give us the good guys.
2: Yeah, I like their dispute here. Um, yeah, so we're uh, it's funeral time, and uh, everyone walks in. We get a picture of Albert with a caption saying "a celebration of a life well left. Hmm. And uh, Larry spots uh, John Hamm, who's also attending the funeral, and they have a absolutely wonderful interaction, which we will get to take a listen to in our very next clip.
1: Hey.
3: How you doing? Why so sad? Why so sad? It's <laughs> too soon. It's upstairs. <laughs> What's this thing? Shiva do Shavuot, the rending of the clothes. This is like <laughs> really going Jewish here, aren't you? Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I wrote a few things down. Is Bashar a word that I could use? <laughs> What's the context? I'm feeling beshered at the loss of our friend, Albert. No.
1: For shared, it means fate. I think you want to say I'm feeling a lot of surus. Surus? How do you spell that? T-S-U-R-I-S. Surus? Yeah. Hey, whatever happened to the movie where you were playing me? Oh, The character God. was based on <laughs> me? You would...
3: You... Yeah, it went away. They tested it, and the audiences didn't really, really? respond to the main character. Really? They filled out cards with the feedback. The, the word that kept reappearing was repugnant. <laughs> there wasn't much they could do to, to fix it. I mean, I thought it's it was
1: possible as the performance thing.
3: It's interesting because they were very specific. They loved the performance. They hated the character. Was it a hatchet
1: job on me? What, what, what was it?
3: I think it was pretty true to life. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It's Bashar. See, I pick it up. Yeah. I pick it up. Surus. I'm going to do Surus. Speaking uh, of, um, yeah. when am I going up? Uh... Yeah, you're after me. All right.
0: Now, Larry's also, as we'll discover, is basically the uh, the MC of this event.
2: Um. Yeah. The yeah. Host. He's uh, he's got a primo spot here.
0: Yeah. Now, Ham, the term he uses for what we would call tearing Kriya, which is when uh, the immediate family members rip their shirts, <laughs> he, he,
2: he calls it he, he calls it Shavuot, right?
0: Yeah. He says he says, uh, you know, the funeral, the Shiva, we do we tear the Shavuot as he says. Yeah. So not <laughs> sure where he got that one. but He sort of just bastardized the word Shiva, but not bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, not too
0: bad. John Hamm does strike me as a very uh, Jewy Gentile. I feel like he's got a lot of Jewy friends.
2: Oh, Maybe just because sure. he's
0: always in comedies. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, he, he, He's got a lot of the stuff. He got a lot of stuff down there. He did a pretty yeah. good
0: job. Oh, he got him. Yeah. The, the, fir- the first time he gets taught
2: exactly how to use the term, he uses it correctly. Okay. So yeah, so we then uh, we cut over to uh, Albert and Jody. They're like, uh, they're watching the live feed upstairs in the bedroom. And um, Al, Albert's like very excited. He notices that Larry even wore a tie. Very pleased by that. Um, and, uh, Larry walks outside that sees that, uh, Lucy is, you know, she's, she's greeting him. She has a glass of water for him. And he's like, All right, right. What's going on here? Like ever since I walked into that glass, you're treating me like I'm a complete invalid. Like what's the deal? And she explains that. like, Yeah. You know, ever since that happened, I just like, don't see you in a sexual way anymore. It just kind of like, uh, crystallized for me that you're an old man, I guess um and larry's just like completely baffled he's like i'm just as virile as i was mere days ago both before and after crashing the window on the same person if you want i'll take you upstairs right now i'll prove it uh very uh reminiscent of george with uh, the yeah. nyu student in the yeah. office it's like you want to have sex right now yeah. you want to have sex with me right now Let's
0: uh, go. L- lucy is very offended and will break up with larry yeah how dare oh, you our okay. uh, proposition be
2: yeah, I mean, well, she's already pretty much broken up with him at this point. Like you yeah. saying, I don't, I don't view you as a boyfriend; I view you as yes. an old man that I have to care for. Yes, <laughs> uh, get those
0: limey beans in your mouth.
2: Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, Larry, uh, Larry uh, gets a, uh, a voice message, where, or I guess a voice-to-text message from Albert telling him to get the proceedings started, um, and Larry tells everyone to come on inside, and we have uh, two sets of eulogies, the first by Larry David and the next by Mr. John Hamm. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for coming.
1: It saddens me personally to be here today, mainly because my dear friend Albert Brooks is very much alive. <laughs> Don't do that. It would have given Albert tremendous satisfaction. This whole stick is so to see good. To all these people yeah. gathered here. To pay their last respects to a man they will see again in less than an hour. Come on, man. I'm very sorry that Albert is faux dead. Get the next person, please. Because <laughs> I was going to leave him some faux money. And <laughs> <laughs> know this. Nobody loved Christ more than Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jesus God. Big. Have you accepted Christ into your heart? <laughs> <laughs> Albert is the one who inspired me to become a stand-up comedian, and that more than anything makes me wish he was really dead. <laughs>
2: Now- all right so let's uh let's uh, cover larry first yeah so um, the, the way that
0: albert stares at the screen and says i hate him that to <laughs> me looked and sounded just like the Funk man
2: uh-huh yeah that's good and,
0: and then the uh-huh. other great one is we'll see it in a second when when uh she says i can't believe you know john ham and just the, the angry like dismissive look that he gives her those are my two favorite brooks uh, moments of, of the episode back to back here
2: Yeah, Um, it's so interesting, like, watching this scene that, like, there is just that, like, agreed upon cadence that, like, you're supposed to talk in, whether it's, like, at a tribute or a roast or whatever it is that, like, that kind of, like, slow paced, like, you know, rhymey. Well, that's because Larry's setting up jokes. I don't know. If, I
0: that, don't know if that a non comedic um, uh What's the word? A eulogy yeah, necessarily yeah. is done in that word. I yeah.
2: think people talk like that also when they're ta- doing it in an endearing way. Like what, like that very much has like what how like bar mitzvah speech would sound. Mm, okay. And to my father, who always would take me bike riding and like mm-hmm. make sure that you know I was you know doing well in school. Mm-hmm. And to my sister, mm-hmm. like you know, it's also good
0: public it, speaking. Like you should speak slowly
3: and you know. I guess. Pace
2: uh, and... I, I think it's a specific. Uh, okay. You know, All right. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Fine. Uh, okay. Yes. So then we 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 move on to uh, we had a huge fight on the podcast this week. Um. All right. We move on to our next speaker, uh, which is going to be John Ham, which um uh, Jody is very excited about.
1: Now oh, I'd like to bring up another friend of Albert's who was also coerced into doing this, Mr. John Ham.
3: Uh, so excited! I can't believe you know John Ham. I- It's amazing. (laughs) So much surus. (laughs) They say laughter is the best medicine, and if that is the case, then Albert over-medicated us all.
1: That's sweet. He's funny. I
3: know. I'm sure many of you will stand up here and praise the genius of this inward-gazing comedy savant, and you'd be right too. He was my absolute Hands down, favorite comedian of all time. and now he's been taken from us <laughs> far too soon. Albert no, was one like... of the great American filmmakers of his or of any generation. And Where are you in going? that was the movie I always wanted to make about jealousy. That is how much his art resonated. With all of Before I got a chance to know him as a friend, I was a nice looking Doris. Just to tell him how much Lost in America resonated with me.
1: Oh my God. He's a COVID hoarder. Mm -hmm. Albert Brooks is a COVID hoarder. I was a fucking COVID hoarder. hoarder. Albert's a COVID hoarder. Are you kidding me? What the fuck are you doing in the closet?
3: What's going on here? Look at all that toilet paper. And Purell. First responders could have used all of that stuff. Why are people in that closet? Wait a minute. Are you really a COVID one? Hey, hey. This is unacceptable. What? What's going on there? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're sitting over there with a closet full of fucking toilet paper? <laughs> just unbelievable. Have you no shame, A-shanda. <laughs> A-shanda.
1: I just moved in here. This used to be a CVS. You know what? I hope you really got it. <laughs> John, this was beautiful. Come back. Come on Jeff, we're out of here. This is a mistake. You disgust me. Shame on you, Albert Brooks. Come back. I've got flu-
2: All right, that's enough of that.
0: Uh, uh, it's weird uh, though. That's usually like the Larry role in the episode, you know?
2: Uh yeah, he he certainly fills in nicely. the crowd to turn on you there. Yeah. Uh, no. I absol- no. I I had to let that go long because I absolutely had to hear Johnny <laughs> telling him I w- I hope you really <laughs> die.
0: Yeah. It's just like <laughs> Specific, if they're talking about purell or what, but they're talking about toilet paper over and over, and like this was a thing in like April of 2020 or March of 2020, and like that's it, and it's just very yeah. strange how like parts of this episode are like 2024. This is like an incredibly dated scene, um, and also obviously it makes no sense why he would have this in an unlocked closet in the front of his house, but he's hosting a massive event. But whatever, neither here nor there. Right, yeah. um Yeah, but th- this yeah. clearly they wrote this a year and a half ago, and they don't care when it's coming up
2: um yeah it's, it's yeah it's very specific and doesn't really fit in but you know, whatever it's just a, it's a, yeah. it, it's a it type also it's straight out of
0: Seinfeld obviously right
2: right right with, with, uh, with the closet
0: it, full of sponges
2: yeah it's a type of thing that will um play better like on rewatch where it's like not as specific
0: yeah because so, uh, when we're watching if we're watching it 10 years later we're like oh yeah that was a thing during COVID and we won't remember specifically right you time. won't right yeah. you
2: won't locate it as precisely as yeah that's know. true yeah um It's kind of like the same thing we talk about with like, you know, when they depict like orthodoxy or any like ethnicity and like they often get details very wrong, but just like overall, the big picture, like it gets it right. That like, yeah, yeah, like like a a tiny percentage of viewers will um, be annoyed, but like most people just be like, yeah, that's generally broadly correct. Um, So it's it's kind of different here because I would assume most people who are watching are watching it now. Uh, But, you know, it plays for longer term better.
0: Yeah. But for the Um, listener of this podcast in twenty twenty seven.
2: Yeah, you're they like, I don't know even know what difference. you're talking about. You're like, yeah. oh, that's so interesting. Uh, today I learned that like COVID hoarding was only like a, a very small period of time. Like, yeah. I just thought it was like that's what COVID was about. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, everyone's uh, heading out when uh mary uh tells leon that she left something outside and when as they go outside to pick it up she walks straight into the glass door falls down to the ground and uh leon looks over at larry and they both shake their heads like nope it's over can't uh can't do mary uh mary ferguson any longer
0: yeah and i'm sorry i disagree with leon i think you could definitely still tap that.
2: but yeah i would think so um yeah so we head back back over the house and yeah you know leon elaborates like he uh he just doesn't see things the same way and larry realizes that must be how uh lucy would felt and uh leon says yeah you know as i know you know i'm sure you know this the same thing goes on with pigeons um you know when they crash into windows they get ostracized by all the other pigeons Mm. Um, but they usually die um they usually die yeah birds do this a lot yeah
0: they the the they had to change the, the what the screens on the windows of u.s bank stadium the vikings new stadium in minnesota because it was such a bird massacre oh really yeah, they had to like they had to replace with a different kind of like less clear glass because way too many birds died and it was like a violation of some kind of law. That's a shame. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So Larry, um, Larry's like, so what's the deal now with your trip to Asia? Like you were, you know, everything is for you and Mary Ferguson. Yeah, so and the, the
0: non-refundable ticket—that's very twenty twenty-four. Because even right now, right? Every, you can refund everything.
2: Correct. Like, but
0: also it makes no sense. So the name on the ticket is unchangeable, but everything else—the date of birth, the passport number. <laughs> All of that could be changed as yeah, long as the it, name is the same. And makes, also, by the way, why does Leon get the tickets in the breakup? Why doesn't Mary Ferguson get the tickets?
2: And look for another uh, Leon Black. Well, he probably paid for the tickets.
0: Well, well, actually, the GoFundMe people did yeah. GoFundMe, but like,
2: it, it probably went to his account. It
0: was, it was, yeah, it was, it was his. Uh, it was
2: his responsibility to get it. He got the money and, mm. and he paid for it. That's a, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I, I very much love the shtick of I, I. What do you mean? I just need to find a different. Mary Ferguson. Larry's like, "What are you talking about? Are you insane?" And then he explains his whole plan. It's like, "All right, okay. I kind of see what you did here." Yeah,
0: I mean, the the parallel casting at the end of the episode will be very, very funny. So it's worth it for that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That's that's that was absolutely wonderful. And and Um, I love that
0: Leon's list is all Mary Ferguson, and he (laughs) drops about one after another. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, so Leon, Leon tells Larry he's going swimming this time in a real pool. It sounds like mm. uh, Larry's like, you know, there was just a dead body in there. Um, but Larry, uh, Leon's like, whatever. Is uh, they haven't cleaned
0: out. the pool? I think you got to clean the pool after the dead body. And by the way, Larry's just completely moving on from the five foot fence.
2: Really. Um, yeah, you should probably put one in.
0: I think he either has to build it, or it's going to come back in the up in the season. They can't just have him not build the fence and then never mention it again. I mean, they could, and they might. Yeah,
2: they I would. <laughs> I would guess that it won't come back.
0: Mm.
2: I would guess that it's just like the inciting incident, and then it is no longer relevant.
0: But if we see shots of the backyard over the rest of the season, will there be a fence there, or won't we see him so to be moved? Um, in other words, in the world yeah, of the know. show, are, are you assuming that fence is built or fence is not built? Uh, I guess we'll find out. I say fence is built.
2: Um, it would make sense that he would get a fence. Um, yeah. So we head over to his Y bell jewelers and Susie's there showing her bracelet to Dennis. He's like, what happened? And he's like, Larry David happened. That is that says that he's not a fan of Larry David's um, Susie's like, yeah, well, you know, luckily I have that lifetime guarantee that you gave me. And <laughs> then it's like, Lifetime guarantee? What are you talking about? Like we've never given out a lifetime guarantee. Like that's just like not a thing that we do. And Susie's like, "What do you like? What you think I would lie? You think I would make that up? Like maybe like you must have offered it to me since I buy so much stuff here." Um, and Susie's like, "He's like, well, like I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like we don't do lifetime guarantees. That's that would be like, that would be insane, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like oh, you could just damage your bracelet and we'll replace it for you. You're like that's a crazy policy." um so Susie basically bullies him like she's like grabs him by the shirt like listen I don't care what your policy is you gave me a lifetime guarantee you're gonna fix my uh my bracelet and I'm not gonna pay for it he's like okay
0: yeah now how one interprets this scene is of critical importance because I think one of the characters in the scene has to be the fucking asshole and depending on your interpretation, it could be one or the other. So the one hand is that why Bell said that to Susie because she's a frequent customer or whatever. And he's either lying now or he forgot, in which case, Susie, what a great come with gal for the way she stands up to Zoe Bell, only when it affects her, of course, not when it affects anyone else, but still. Um, And Zoe Bell is a fucking asshole for trying to evade responsibility for something he promised. Or what I think is more likely is Susie, after hearing Larry's story about Zoe Bell and the money, says, oh, I bet I can take advantage of this guy because – I can claim he said something that he won't remember if he said or not because he has dementia. So Susie is taking advantage of the dementia to get a free stone, in which case she is an incredibly devious person. And I, I'm leaning towards the latter. But what about you?
2: Um, yeah, I'm very torn. I, if I had to pick, i pick that, that Susie is, um, is, is, is taking advantage because mm. this, the policy doesn't make sense. Like It yeah. doesn't make sense. He earnestly he
0: says people- we've never done that before. That's right. not and a dementia like, response. That's like uh, I've been doing this for thirty years. I know what my policies are.
2: Right, because it would be a ridiculous policy for a jewelry store to have a policy that if you break jewelry, that we'll fix it for you for free.
0: Yeah, if it if if it breaks of its if it's our fault, yes. But this is clearly uh, now Susie's in a situation.
2: And now in a situation like this, it's probably good business. Sure, to fix it for free. Like if yeah. this person, if she really buys a ton of stuff from you, like yeah, keep her okay, It's like it, it, and this seems like not a major repair. Like one stone fell off. Yeah. Now, again, I know nothing about bracelets, but it sound that sounds like, you know, what's the maximum?
0: Advantage. It could be a thousand dollars at the maximum. If it, yeah, I mean, okay. if it's a diamond, I don't know. Well,
2: we might sound like idiots. I don't know. It's a hundred
0: thousand dollars. <laughs> I once, um, I once was in a jewelry store and I wanted to get a present for my wife. And so the person comes up to me and says, what are you looking for? So I I heard the expression tennis bracelet. And so I said, oh, I'm looking for a tennis bracelet. So she paused. She looked at me for a second. She says, OK, well, they started at fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm not looking for a tennis bracelet. And I said, to her, I said, Well, can I see what is a tennis bracelet? She says, Oh, it's a bracelet of diamonds. I'm like, oh no, that's not what I'm looking for. I just want a bracelet right. for eighty um, dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, does a tennis bracelet have anything to do with tennis? I mean, I hope you're not wearing a $14,000 end up uh, bracelet when you're wearing ten- playing tennis because one ball hits it. And then unless you got it from Zweibel, you're, uh, you're out $14,000. So. It's
2: kind of like when my mom took me shopping when I was a kid to, for the first time to buy a sport jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was very disappointed at what, what we oh. purchased. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I thought I was getting like the thing that like, you know, like the manager, the Mets manager wears in the dugout. hmm. And I got it like a yes, exactly. A very boring blue blazer with like gold buttons.
0: Oh, by the way, do you know why it's called a tennis bracelet? No, because Chris Evert uh-huh. was in a ferocious match in the U.S. Open, and her George George Badui diamond bracelet broke and fell off her wrist, and and th- it therefore became known a diamond bracelet as a tennis bracelet.
2: That's very stupid.
0: Yeah. So she did wear it during a (laughs) tennis match. It did break exactly as predicted, but then the name of uh, it became therefore known as a diamond necklaces. And I see them online for a range of prices, less than 14,000, but still uh, uh, more than I was looking to spend on my wife that day.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. OK, so then we uh, we head over to Netflix and we get this like amazing uh, kind of back and forth cross cutting. Um, the gist of it, which is that Larry and Leon are both interviewing uh, candidates, uh, Larry to be uh, to be on the show, Leon for the role of Mary Ferguson on his trip to Asia. And, you know, they're one by one. They're each, uh, you know, c- crossing people off. Um Larry because they're not Maria Sophia yeah. and uh, Leon because of various uh, qualifications. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we're, I, I, I pulled a clip of just of my favorite part of it because it also has my absolute favorite Kerr music in it um, that we last heard, I think, at the end of Palestinian Chicken. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's just like take a listen to a little bit of that because it's uh, super duper fun. I thought, I thought this was like the, the highlight of the episode.
1: <sighs> Next. Bye. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mary Ferguson, five. Thank you. Okay, next. No. Uh, no. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ferguson. She was amazing. Yeah, she was yeah. fantastic. Hey, yeah. don't think so. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: mm, next. I want you to eat this mouse. Come, no, Come on. I was talking with you, Clary. Your hands up. are all over yeah, it. That was Have great. You. Thank Bye. you. Bye. See
1: ya. Okay.
3: <clears throat> you ever date a Laker? No. How about a Clipper? I've never dated a Clipper. I <laughs> love that Before line. We crash on a deserted island, and I make it, and you don't make it. Is it cool? You can eat me. Oh, shh. I think we should do this. Wait. So am I going? <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do What's up? Let's... Uh... Oh shit! Oh oh
2: absolutely amazing yeah also. now
0: that actress i, I i'm sure i recognize but i couldn't place it and i didn't look it up
2: um i don't remember her name okay um i don't have it in front of me um oh is that ashley ashley uh Aguiar? oh no that's the different. that's the first mary ferguson sorry yeah uh that's mary ferguson number one mary ferguson number two is charlotte newhouse so is that the one we're referring to she was in community.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I will say, by the way, that it's, you know, you mentioned earlier how, why would, you know, be, why would Larry get a show called young Larry? And I think you're right. If it's called young Larry. Yeah. That's not a name that would mean anything to most people, but maybe that's just, it's in development right. name. It'll have, right. it'll have a different name.
2: Right. Also, like I, I didn't mention it before, but it's like kind of ridiculous that like, it's like already in the news that yeah. like, like the five foot fence thing, how long ago could it have happened? Yeah.
0: Like well, you know I think, happens. you know, the industry, you know, they 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 say if a show is approved or in development with, you know, a big star, because Netflix is interested in hyping that and the stars interested in hyping that. So, I mean, that's
2: cool. I guess I feel like it's like I feel like it's a, the day after this happened or two days. It takes like, a little bit longer. It, yes. it would be like in the newspaper. already. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, that was a good scene, but I hate to admit, but like there was a point in this episode when I started to think like I love Curb, but like this episode was a bit bloated. Like we, we could have cut down to 30 minutes. I think I think the 30 minutes would be beneficial to Curb, honestly.
2: Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, and then, I mean, can we get to
0: the... Let's move on and get to the end of the episode first.
2: Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, so finally they bring in uh, Maria Sofia and, um, you know, like it's... Um, She's like obviously like just like totally fish out of water. Like she um if they ask for a headshot, she just like gives them a picture of her cooking and the, like, <laughs> in the taqueria. Yeah. And like she like doesn't have a resume. Like yeah. when like they tell her to audition, like she doesn't know that like there's like a certain spot that's like Marks where you're supposed to stand. Oh, we missed but the like- line
0: by the way when Marco was talking to Larry about her, and he says, That girl right there eating that leftover taco. <laughs> I love that. Um,
2: um, yeah. So, like, and, like, obviously her, you know, her audition is a complete disaster. Like, mm. she, like, she, it's not even clear if she's acting. She, she's actually angry at the person. Like, yeah. it's
0: total B- mess. B- what What is she called? Bubé. <laughs> right.
2: Her Bubé. You know, oh, yeah. grandmother. Uh, right. She calls it, like, a cedar instead of a seder. You know what she does?
0: You know how there's always, like, those recuts on YouTube of, like, you know, very popular uh, uh, comedy shows or movies. And, like, they recut it as, like, a drama or, like, as a yes, horror yes. Yes, She's so basically is- playing the scene that way
2: uh yes right yeah it's it's it has a little bit of like a tommy be so vibe going on yeah so. yes um yeah i i'm uh i think she's terrific this this uh this character i'm very excited this that you know this, this well, the, act, cle- yes,
0: the actress pl- yes is doing a very good job yeah
2: yeah no i think i think it's like a, a very funny character potentially um and i think the actress is great who plays her um so yeah i think mean, you know and you know clearly she's going to be in uh it seems a bunch of episodes so uh You know, that would probably be the main storyline of the season. So I'm excited about that. I think, uh, I think we have, uh, let's get on pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. we'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, I think we might have gold on our hands here. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. So we, um, we go for our um, final scene. And obviously the upshot is that Larry tells them, you know, we have our girl uh, yeah. because he has no choice. Um, and we have our final scene where uh, Larry and Albert now both without. What, the what, the hell,
0: what is going on in the scene? It is the most strange scene in this show's history.
2: <laughs> it is extremely changed. And it's um, absolutely, Very long. absolutely wonderful in my opinion.
0: Okay. Um, but why?
2: I, I just thought it was so clever. I loved it.
0: Wait, what's the cleverness? Why are they playing Larry's own theme song?
2: Because it's a real like it's like it's just like breaking the fourth wall. It's just funny. Like, but is it,
0: it, it would make sense for like the final scene of the series, maybe. But just for a random episode ending?
2: Yeah, I guess it would have made sense. To uh, say it, that I don't know. It made no it.
0: sense to me, and it was very strange. And I was like, Are they going to do this for every episode this season? They're just like no, going to have no, two minutes of one- music. Oh, okay. I think uh,
2: it was just like a funny one-off, and okay. I thought it was uh, Yeah,
0: I, I did not feel that same way. I guess so.
2: Um, yeah. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's our episode.
0: Yeah, and again, the episode's called The Five Foot Fence, which Larry never actually builds. And, you know, I think that'll return. You think it won't?
2: I'm not against it returning. Um, you know, I, I think it could. My, my official prediction is that it won't. Mm. But, like, yeah. I could certainly see a world where it comes back to, like, another person. In a world. Or
3: something like that. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm not against that. <laughs>
0: Let's get to our ratings. I'm going to be the fly in the ointment here. As I think became evident from my last few comments, I just I think the episode's too long, it's a bit too meandering, it's even by Curb standards preposterous. The John Hamm scene which is great at the funeral, honestly was ruined for me by the trailer. It was one of the situations where like the funniest line I already knew coming in. Right. Um so, you know, setting the table, I'm still I'm still very excited to see nine more episodes of Curb and terrible Curb is, is better than 99% of TV obviously. But relative to other Curb episodes, I will say this episode was Pretty, pretty good. So, just one and a half pretties for me. I rank it 74th out of the 82 episodes that we have thus far ranked on this podcast.
2: Yeah. So, I'm uh I'm definitely a little bit higher than, it, than you on it. Um I think my score will be quite a bit higher, but I think uh I'm uh you know, self-admittedly going to inflate a little bit just for because I'm so excited to have a new curb episode that like just like the glee I had watching this episode for the first time, like it could have been anything. And I was just like, That's I fair. had a smile on my face from beginning to end. So like that, you know, that was my enjoyment of the episode. The How many times time did you
0: watch head. this episode this week?
2: Um, I watched it three. Um, okay. I, watched, I watched it. My, I, I sat down with my wife to watch it Sunday night after mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get canceled, but whatever, really it should be succession and then curb and then insecure, not insecure in the middle. So I know it's going to be canceled, but cancel my like ratings me? people. No, because I'm a because I said that with the white show should go be before the black show.
0: Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know what, even, it, what when Insecure is. I thought it's just oh, HBO yeah. trying to no, put a not with, as uh, well-known show in between two higher profile shows. Yeah,
2: I have no idea. I'm, ju- I'm joking. I don't know. Oh, it's just, okay. It was just, we just, uh, in my house, we watch Succession. We don't watch Insecure. So then we just like sat around waiting for Curb to start. And my wife Wait, but are you late.
0: watching these shows live? Like on, like, are they even on a channel on a TV to set time? Like what year are we talking right now?
2: Um, so Succession, we started watching at like 9.20. Okay. We watched the whole thing. It ended at like ten twenty, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, well, curb starts in twenty. Like, and when curb is available, I'm going to watch curb. Like, it'll be, like, I'll be able to watch it on HBO Max. Oh, it Square might have Manifest. been
0: I watched them both late because I was watching football or baseball or something. But yeah, I just yeah. watched them in succession. Yeah. Uh, no so anyway,
2: the uh, the upshot of it is that um, she fell asleep, so I watched it. Oh. Then I watched it again. That's not with-
0: a huge endorsement.
2: Well, no, she fell asleep before the episode started. Oh, oh,
0: oh. I thought she fell like, asleep I'm during the In that oh, okay. intervening minute, 20 minutes, when oh, we had oh, nothing to
2: do, because so we are waiting for Curb hmm. to start because we don't watch Insecure.
0: Take her upstairs. Uh, Show her what you can do. You're not a few yeah. old man. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. She, she, she passed out. Uh, <laughs>
0: she knows. <laughs> she passed out. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm done. Um, it's, yeah, it's over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the illusion is gone. Um. So yeah. So she fell asleep. I watched it. Then I watched it again to like prepare for the show. And then right before we uh, started this podcast, I watched it for a third time, mm. uh, together with her. Um. So we're actually gonna get a first to her. We're gonna get we're gonna get my rating, and then we're gonna get the Mrs. rating.
0: Oh that. wow. Yeah. So, Mrs. Sinetsky. Uh, we'll now, so how did you feel on your second and third watches? Because that's where it really sort of was ruined for me. Like I was not excited to do a second watch, which I obviously had to do for the show. And as I watched the second watch, I enjoyed parts of it, but like overall, I felt like it was a slog and that's not how you want to feel about curve. That's not how I felt for any of the previous 82, 81 episodes that we've recapped, even though all of those I've seen multiple times before.
2: Yeah, so for sure, when I watched it, like with more of like an analytical eye to it, like I intend every week to just like watch it one time, mm-hmm. like just enjoy. for fun, like let like it I'm wash over you. Right, I'm a curb fan, like yes. first and foremost, I want to watch an episode of Curb. You're a Curb just, fan
0: first, you're a Curb podcaster second.
2: Correct. I want to just enjoy it. I want to enjoy myself. I want to take in the episode. not a shma then I have my you know my job my side hustle <laughs> for which i earn earned no money yes. <laughs> um, just for fun um, where you know I have to take notes if you know we produce a podcast and that's you know not as enjoyable and you know more of a nanotipal and, eye and on a third watch as well I think further like some of the some of the warts were exposed oh. it's certainly not like a tight hall of fame curb episode by any means like it's not even the conversation of like pulling off like the interconnectedness in like a clever way that way um, there isn't like really anything iconic I think in this episode um, and, and uh, as you settle a lot of the stuff is a mess, um, but I think there were several like really good like laugh out loud moments or conversations or scenes um, that I think, you know, made the episode enjoyable enough. And and with the little great inflation that I'm giving it just for, you know, the pure enjoyment I got of seeing New Curb for the first time in years, um, I'm going to say this episode was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Three pretties out of five. Um, so, you know, I would say it's probably uh, on, a, on the merits a below average episode, but a little bit of great inflation gives it gives it uh, right into the meaty part of the curve.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking at my ratings for all of the season premieres and for well, we've only done nine so far, of course, for six out of the nine. I have them all as among my favorite episodes, all three and a half or more pretties and all my like top 25 episodes. The other three are all in my bottom 12. So basically, I either, I either love it or hate it. And part of the feeling, I think, um, for especially for the ones I love, is, as you said, the excitement of a new season. And so for the yeah. ones I hate, um, you know, hopefully the the one I hated the most actually is Mel's Offer. And season four is, is arguably the best season of the show. So just because yeah. you don't love a first episode doesn't mean that the, the uh, season can't be... Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's dramatically improved
2: yeah. yeah let's hope yeah that was that was our that's our 80th ranked episode so that's a very low episode Ever, yeah.
0: i'm looking at the overall ratings everybody hates mel there's not a single rate oh there's only one rating above 91 and that's 78 so yeah, everybody and hates you know
2: it's, it's, you know every every series is like this but i think curb especially so like at the table there's a lot of table setting in the first episode especially in a season where jeff schaefer is describing it from the top as being you know a puzzle within a puzzle within a puzzle whatever the hell he, whatever. yeah he said. He i'm here be for right that there. You can yeah like yeah they 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 want to throw a bunch of balls in the air uh, that's what Curbs does that's what makes Kerb fun um, that's what so frankly is so exciting about watching a new season for the first time that we you know on this podcast that like up until now we've always known as we're watching and talk about episode one of a series like where things are headed yeah what's going to be important what's not and just like the unknown the excitement of watching a Kerb episode where like I don't know which thing is going to be important I don't know I don't know which direction it's going to go um, is like so exciting
0: I have a slightly insane proposal. <laughs> After we do seasons nine and 10 of the podcast, we come back and do season 11 sequentially.
2: So that way we could, we have, we and so, we're, so we better. treat
0: season 11 the way we treated the other 10 seasons. Cause right now it's being sort of graded on a different curve, a different curve.
2: All right. We could put that in the hopper first. Yeah. I don't know if do. we need to do
0: 10 full episodes. we will, we'll think about it. Yeah. We'll see we'll how we feel out. in February. Yeah, or that's, or whatever.
2: that's not, yeah, that's not a, a, yeah. I I wouldn't reject that out of hand. It's not a terrible. Idea. Yeah. I hear the better than that. All
1: right. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy.
0: Um, uh, who is your come with guy?
1: Um, my
2: come with guy's got to be uh, Mr. John Ham. I mean, you tell me you just tell me at the end of the episode. Um, you're going to see John Ham saying Soros and Bashart uh, tonight's episode of Kerb. I would say he's the come with guy. I don't need to hear anything else. Uh, but also, like, he just like the whole scene where he just plays it off as like he's actually sad as if he's at a funeral. Um, and then, you know, the the arc that he takes to ending the scene saying, um, I hope that you really die. Uh, just because, uh, you know, he had a little too much Purell in, a, in one of his cupboards mm. uh, is just uh, riveting television. John Ham at the height of his comedic powers in this episode.
0: Yeah, no, he John Ham's very good. Um, but I, uh, I give it to Albert Brooks. He, he's an asshole. But as I said before, he's a much better Marty Funkhauser replacement than Vince Vaughn. And I think that Albert Brooks is uh, does a really good job with what he's given. And I'm hoping that we
2: see more of him. Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, you're a
0: fucking asshole. That's what you are.
2: For me, Albert Brooks is the biggest fucking asshole in this episode. Okay fine you know like he does the whole uh covid horror thing that that's so like i think like a uh, think i was thinking about as i was thinking about this fucking asshole is that like i feel like we don't um talk enough and uh, talk about enough and it's kind of like getting back to the jeff thing from earlier is that like there's two different things there's like a real there's like real life fucking assholes yeah and then there's like curb fucking assholes yeah and like what jeff does in in um funk crazy sister is like a, a real life, life fucking yes. asshole. Like, you're a bad it's not person, fun you're to doing talk something about. bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like what we want to try is, is do better at capturing is like a curb fucking asshole. Like, not someone who's like actually like a criminal, like someone who's just like being overly petty and like, Curb ish, so that's why it's like I, I stayed away from, like you said before. There's like, um, you know, the Susie's Y Bell scene, like one of these people is the fucking asshole. Like, absolutely, in like a real world setting, those are the two worst people in this episode. But to me, just like Albert Brooks, like with this, like, ridiculous, like, over the top, hey, everyone, like, throw a tribute to me where I'm gonna like watch you <laughs> watch a live feed of you saying nice things about me. Um, it's just like, ugh, this is a complete mess. This, this, uh, this is this is craziness. This is madness. Yeah, you know, just the uh, the self-narcissism on this guy. Man, um, fucking asshole week.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, and I think I mentioned it before is why Bell. I just think that the way that he's like gaslighting Larry, like he's the bad guy. Larry's not the bad guy here and he somehow flips it around and gets everybody or on his has, side.
2: Or he really has dementia.
0: But even dementia is not a license to be an asshole, though. He accuses Larry... If in the first scene he had said, I already paid you the same way he does in the second scene. Well, then it's a little bit different. Why are you bother me? I already paid you. But he says, he says, I didn't pay you. And how dare you ask me for the money? That's not a dementia thing. That's an asshole thing. Asshole right, of the week. Right.
2: <laughs> asshole or dementia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, who is your person with dementia of the week?
0: Mm, yes. We should. Uh, <laughs> don't play that game with your aging parents. <laughs>
2: asshole dementia. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah
0: um all right let's uh let's talk about our cameos here
1: would you stop with the ted dance (laughs) who's he he's somebody what about me you're nobody why him why not me he's good you're not i'm better than him you're worse (laughs) much much worse
0: so of course we have uh, albert brooks as himself uh albert brooks in 2021 definitely not more famous than ted danson in
2: 2000 uh I, i completely agree yes and
0: then lucy Liu. um I would say the same. She same. may have been more famous than 2010 Danson at a certain point, but not in 2021.
2: Yeah, I would say she was probably on the border at best, even at her height. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, like, which I guess, you know, Charlie's Angels is certainly a very big movie, but like, I yeah. feel like her height was like too fleeting for it to have like really captured critical mass in a way greater than, you know, the, the lead of Cheers.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, we have Laura Keitlinger uh, plays Jody, Albert Brooks' girlfriend. We have Reed mm-hmm. Scott, who plays Don Jr. Now, what a weird episode the cast the credited cast is only 11 people total okay and it includes cheryl hines uh, who's credit only she's not in the episode
3: mm-hmm.
0: it does not include albert brooks it does not include Susie esmond or jeff garland it does not include john ham
2: no oh, i see them on here
0: there but they're, they weren't on the credited cast like on like go to imdb you have I'm cast IMDb. you have the cast yeah. in credits order
2: I see Larry David, Cheryl Hines, Lucy Liu, J.B. Smoove, Amy yeah. Farrelly, Brandon Kyle Goodman, Charlotte yep. Newhouse. I see a mm-hmm. million people.
0: Reed Scott, Ashley Aguillard, Becky yeah. Dennis.
2: Yeah, so who's not there? Gaff Garland, that's, John that's, Hamm. No, that's Susan the end. What, what does it say after that?
0: What does it say after that?
2: I, I see Albert Brooks. Susan Wait, As-Man, hold on. Julie. Under
0: Becky Dennis, what does it say?
2: Under Becky Dennis as Mary Ferguson auditioner.
0: And then what does it say after that?
2: Stephen Briggs as Sneezing Man.
0: What does it say in between them? Nothing. Are you on your phone or are you on your computer? I'm on my computer. <laughs> well, this is very odd because I'm on imdb.com slash titles, whatever. For me, it says cast.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: This is the hold on. I'm, I'm sending well, you the link. So I'm on. are you're, we're only,
2: different things? you're only probably looking at top cast. Like, there's no, a way no, no, to no. no. Look I'm on the full, full cast. cast page.
0: I'm on the full cast page. That's the point. This is the full credits. And it lists the first 11 people as the credited cast. And then under that, it says rest of cast listed alphabetically. And it just lists everybody else who's in the yeah. episode.
2: And then I have Stephen Briggs, Albert. Brooks. No, no click
0: the link I just sent you, or right, send me the link of what you're looking at. Send me your <laughs> URL.
2: This is the dumbest podcast ever. No,
0: but I'm just confused. How are we looking at the same thing and seeing different? <laughs> so send me your link.
2: Okay, It is is like how you know how Amazon will give different people different prices. No, on... yours is the same as mine. What do you mean eyes?
0: What does it say at the top? It says written by Larry David and Jeff Schaefer. <laughs> then it says this cast is so... in credit order. right this is so stupid.
2: Yes, Larry David. Shout yeah, out okay. High. Now, what does uh, it say
0: under Becky Dennis? The
2: rest of class listed alphabetically.
0: Yes. So the, the top people are credited. See, it says cast and credit order. And the rest of the people uh-huh. are just the rest of the people, are the people who are not credited.
2: Oh, OK. Who cares? So you're Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: that's really well, weird. I, Why are Susie and Jeff not credited on the show? And Cheryl um, Hines is, which she's not even in the episode.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because it's whatever in contract.
0: Lucy Louise Brooks isn't. None of this makes any sense.
2: Yeah. Well, the curb ones never do.
0: Okay, but all right, okay, all right. So we we were talking past each other, but
2: we got there. Yes, I had no idea you were talking about. Whatever. I see see what you mean now.
0: Okay. Okay. I think it's time Um, for the
2: postman. um, Yes, yes. Let's head to the postman. Postman. Uh,
1: Postman. uh, Postman, uh, Postman! come uh, here. here. Tell the neighborhood. What a shunned,
3: Larry. Uh, uh, Larry uh, David. uh, 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 David Not only are you, a lousy
2: dude.
1: But you're a lousy
2: human being. He screws the wife. I can.
1: Maybe you should have given me some candy.
2: You're a lousy joke. First up this week in The Postman, we have Brendan Fitzpatrick, who says, I think you should do a draft of who you think or want to play Young Larry in the Netflix show on this season. I really hope they get someone good, since it's Netflix and they had that Stranger Things ad on the TV when they got to the HQ. I could see it maybe being the actor who played Steve on Stranger Things. Let's look up who Steve on Stranger Things is, because... I did see the first season or two. I think I saw two seasons. Um, I mean, the name the that came things. to mind for me immediately was Michael Sarah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So this is his name is Joe Keery. Okay, I see who that is. Um, that's interesting. Um, I I say we already have Young Larry. Um, Trevor Braun, who played oh, yes. Larry Softy. Let's see what he's up to. Let's bring him back because like that's Young Larry. Yeah, so that's like true. A, it's like a boyhood situation. Let's. I want to see Larry grow up, and then I want that kid to eventually turn into look like Larry David. Yeah. That would be a great magic trick.
0: No, that's very good. I like that.
2: Yeah, so I want to bring him back um okay next email is from joshua schmitz who says hello gentlemen it's great to be back with brand new episodes of curb this episode is to me had the feel of some of the earlier seasons which was great the running into the glass provided me with a legit laugh out loud moment much like alex albert brooks was also great in this episode and to me is a much better replacement for his brother super dave than Vince fawn uh we completely agree it'll be curious to see how this season plays out perhaps ending in larry's death again as a callback to this episode and getting to see his funeral interesting um, he says the come with guy is leon certainly you can never go wrong picking leon if he's in the episode even if he's not in the episode you could probably get away with it <laughs> uh, but certainly if he's in the episode he's going to be in the running yeah. uh and the uh f- fucking ass of the week is albert brooks for his covid hoarding yeah so to me we agree with albert brooks i you know i think we, we disagree on the crimes like whatever i don't give a shit that he co- you know he co- yeah you know people did all sorts of crazy things during covid it was a total madhouse it's fine uh but yeah this all funeral to me is just off the wall um it's fine like it's like do it for somebody else be like hey we should do it for steve like don't be like everyone come celebrate me and and i'm gonna watch (laughs) crazy um and he gives the episode three and a half pretties out of five uh, next we go to the great Jim Grumble, Jim Crumley. Sorry. Uh, he says it's good to be back with new curbs. Some of it felt awkward and lots of the actors seem to have aged a lot, but that is natural since the pretty, pretty good podcast. rewatched. the new episode was a big time job. Some of the pacing felt a little off, but it was fun. That's true. I hear that. Um, it, yeah, it, like, everyone like Larry, especially looks much older than like what we've, we've like us podcast uh, followers have recently seen him as like, cause we skipped like a lot of well, that's
0: why Lucy Lou's so concerned.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right she's 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 following along with the podcast and she's like larry you got old
0: yeah
2: um yeah like where we were is to like 2010 2011 right something like that yeah yeah, so so a like full decade. yeah. i've um, looked at
0: pictures of myself from 10 years ago i've aged also
2: yeah um i may be too easy of a grader because i'm happy to have a new episode but i'm going with 3.5 pretties out of five come with guy is albert brooks so he's all over here all over the stat page in this episode one way or another he was just the right amount uncomfortable during the episode And i thought he had a lot of the best lines and allowing them to make him the butt of the live funeral the covid hoarder bit shows he is a team player uh asshole of the week he gives to the great lucy lou i don't blame her for dumping larry i blame her for ever going out with him three times what should he have seen in him <laughs> fair enough um Next on is Zach Brooks, who says, I hate when people owe me money because I always feel like I'm a fucking asshole when I ask for it back. Is there a cutoff time for asking for payment back? Yeah, it's true. Like it's like it sucks sometimes when like you feel like you're being put in the position of being yes. an asshole and like like just like you're like I didn't do anything wrong. Like I'm just like enforcing like what should be like the reasonable policy here.
0: Yeah. You um, know what I'm going to say about myself? If I do say so myself, I am an excellent borrower of money because I have never made anybody ask for money ever. I mean, I'm now somebody's going to try and, uh, impeach the witness <laughs> and point out one, but like, I'm very aggressive. I hate owing people money. And so I like immediately pay it back right away. Like people like, like I'll like, like walk away from somebody. And I'm always the first one in the group to like send the Venmo or whatever it is. Like I'm very on top of things like that. I hate owing people money. I'd much rather people owe me money, um, than have to owe others money because I just, I never want to put anybody in the situation of having to ask because I have had to ask and it's access. It's very awkward and annoying. Yeah, don't make people um, do that. If you owe them money, just pay them back.
2: Also, I feel like you have like uh, like your OCD probably has like an internal like uh, balance sheet that like it just like drives you crazy. If so it's Akiva like,
0: you know. and I have a document of how much money we each owe each other, and, uh-huh. it, and it, it tracks. I attract every single item. I think it, like Ab and Amir do something similar. It tracks every item that we ever owe each other, and so this Excel spreadsheet is like thousands of, of rows long <laughs> by now. That's and awesome. I was thinking, like, because it's so annoying to scroll to the bottom to add a new thing every few days. And I was like, why don't I just clear the slate, just put in whatever the current amount is. But I was like, nope, can't, can't delete the history. It must stay here like this. So
2: yeah, you, ne- you never know when you'll need it to settle an argument.
0: Yeah, Actually, it has come in handy because um, the, the main reason is because, like, I collect money for Akiva for his various pools and stuff. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I'll ask me, did so-and-so pay? They said they did. And then I'll right. quickly look up. Oh, it's September 13th. They sent it across at 4 to 22 p.m. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it does, actually. Very good. Even though all those apps also track it themselves. But
2: right. Yeah. Um, he says, great physical comedy. This episode, oh. the plop. And Larry running running to the class made me laugh out loud. As in everything with John Ham, is it me or was that ending pretty, pretty, pretty weird? Uh, yes, yeah,
0: I'm totally I mean, on board with that.
2: here. Well, it definitely was weird. Like I don't think anyone will say it's not. It wasn't weird. Um, I just think it kind of worked magically for me. I loved it. Um, come with guy uh, is the new Mary Ferguson. Uh, pretty yeah not not bad um, she she uh, good pulled by her uh, yeah. fucking asshole is Albert Brooks for having a funeral while he's still alive but Albert Brooks no relation in a comedy about a funeral time to movie ladder to defending your life mm. huh, never heard that one.
0: Oh, oh um, I've seen that least. movie it's a good movie I, have. Uh, I made a point of seeing all his movies like probably about 10 years ago by now because I had never seen any of them and so all of a sudden I run I watched them all um, they're all they're fine they're all like there's a reason they're not that famous
2: yeah um, I, I kind of have to say yeah I, I like it I like a lot of the movies I didn't like love any of them like I didn't love broadcast news which is like supposed to be well, know, That's amazing. on another level
0: that's not even just like the, I mean I'm not even talking about that I'm talking about the movies that like nobody's really seen broadcast news
2: oh. is like a very famous movie that's what I'm saying but like even that like I didn't think was that good like, I thought it's, it was fine like I enjoyed it I did, but like it's like it's one of these things where it's like yeah like, in its time it was probably you know very different but like I've seen like a million movies like that and it's, it's just like, it was like just like old and dated and not as funny like uh, yeah but I'm
0: talking about like the movies that he wrote and directed and starred in which are well, Lost in America the,
2: Defending Your yeah, Life the, the ones that he wrote and direct I've seen none of and have heard of none of yeah so that's what I'm saying I've and, seen them I've pretty, seen them all <laughs> and I'm fairly plugged into movies so yeah I've seen bad.
0: them all because I made a point of seeing them all and they're all
2: just fine yeah um. yeah no but he's in a bunch of like more known movies as an actor
0: yes he's an actor
2: yeah but but those and, aren't Albert Brooks movies
0: right fair, like when correct. you say Albert Brooks movies like yes, the, what John yes, Hamm's yes. talking
2: about is Lost America Defending Your Life well when he, he later he, when he talks about concussions so I think he's including movies that he's acted in as well
0: yeah, that is funny when he mentions concussion. Yeah, but I thought that was for the joke. But yeah, who knows?
2: But and you so you think two of hit the six written and directed by Albert Brooks movies are on Netflix? I don't think so. I think he's talking about including he's including movies that he was in.
0: Um yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like
2: I think he's talking about finding Nemo, like not nah, like <laughs> one of these movies that I've never heard of.
0: Now, should we go on Netflix right now and see what's on Netflix right now with Albert
2: Brooks? Yeah, that's a good idea. I should have thought of doing that earlier. Yeah, well, we're gonna do it live.
0: Let's do it live. Let's do it live. <laughs> Albert Brooks. And our and options are uh, not
2: great. <laughs> not great, Bob.
0: Yeah, this is what we have explore titles related to Albert Brooks. Uh-huh. Seinfeld.
2: Uh huh. So there's nothing.
0: <laughs> Norm MacDonald has a show. Steve Martin and Martin Short in concert. Richard Pryor live in concert. Yeah, so
2: we okay. have. Uh, no, Albert Brooks, in fact, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. So I uh, so I correctly predicted that none of the six Albert Brooks movies that I've never heard of are on Netflix.
0: But not, nothing of Albert Brooks at all is on Netflix whatsoever. Right. I guess that's so, a yeah, bad job. Of Albert Brooks sending people to Netflix.
2: Yeah. But I, yeah. yes. But uh, yeah. OK, fine. Fair enough. Um, okay. What's the you one go- that he
0: says that you can find on Amazon Prime? Doesn't
2: he say that about one of them? Con- concussion. Um, concussion. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is also, you know, apropos of Larry having a concussion. Yeah. Yes, um, nice yeah, episode. so yeah, so Zach gives the episode um, Four pretties out of five um, Zach Brooks, no relation to Albert Brooks uh, He was uh, quick to remind us okay. Oh, he is, okay. um, And then it, What's uh, Zach
0: Brooks' real uh, like birth name? Is it Zachary uh, Einstein?
2: I don't know Zach uh, Zach Brooks if you have a a birthday that is something other than Zach Brooks uh, let us Mm. know next week Uh, this is this would be a good place to uh, reveal your true identity yes Uh, you know now that you finally been caught in what's clearly (laughs) a web of your own lies yes (laughs) Um, all right and uh, we end things off as always with Olin Allen who says Great to have the show back and even more so to get pretty, pretty, pretty good back on track. Oh, I guess he's saying we were off track. Okay. Olin saying not a fan of the uh, the bonus episodes. Okay. Mm. Noted Olin. <laughs> uh, was a bit of a hit for me. Loved the physical comedy and left out a let out a big laugh at the first walk into the glass as a fun of slapstick and physical comedy done well. Also enjoyed the nice discussion around the three stooges. Leon at times seemed to more like the real JB's move with his dress style and manner, but was still great to have. Enjoyed the cross cutting scene between himself and Larry auditioning. Albert Brooks was lovely to have as well. And I adored the nice of the opening scenes victim, then sorry, the niece of the opening scenes victim who auditioned for Larry's friends. Um, the main negative was Lucy Lou with Brooks and John Hamm turning up as themselves. Think of her role was a bit nothingy, seemed to have just made the character someone famous instead of developing something about her. Yeah, I agree, that's true. She's, she's really not developed at all. More a writer director issue than with the actress. Also, having the orchestra play out the tune can get lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, we and Olin wildly disagree. Yeah. Uh,
0: now, how do you, I, I, I'm interested to know, and I would love to talk to like a casting person on the show. Like, how do they pick Lucy Lou of like every sort of Hollywood act, actress that could have been dating Larry here?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be great if we had a casting person on this episode. <laughs> In fact, um, uh, it was very much noted that the uh, one of the people who plays, um, the casting in for Young Larry is the casting director for *Curb*, and of course for many other shows. Yeah, it's, uh, Allison Jones, who's like, I like, I think according to Keith is like the, she said she was like the, the casting agent, like for
0: comedies, yeah,
2: casting associate, like she's like the, the clear number one person. Um, so that's really cool that they like uh had her play that role here. That was fun. Um. So yeah, he uh he gives the episode three and a half out of five pretties. Maybe it should be a four with how fun it was and how much it made me laugh, but seemed a bit bloated. So he's uh with you there on that, Alex. Uh, he says the come with guy is Albert Brooks. He really just he was basically on everyone's card, one way or another. Uh happy to share his pure with Larry, despite being exposed by him. Seemed great company throughout. Fucking asshole all the week is the jeweler, purposely using his dementia for financial benefit. <laughs> so yeah, it really if it really falls on which side of that uh that you fall on. Um so, yeah, so we get into our, uh, you know, episode rating and, you know, we had uh, we had three, uh, right, three, four, uh, four scores from the audience. Um, Mrs. Sedensky gave me a four and a half. I can't oh, confirm wow. she was laughing hysterically throughout this episode. So she was having a great time. Mm. Um, so she, you know, she, she had a lot of fun here. Uh, she said, you know, she's like, you know, there were some things that didn't make sense. So, like, I can't you say this is like an all time great, but like it was very funny she says. So, um, you know, that gives it an audience score of 3.8, um, which makes it 23rd overall for the audience. Wow. Um, yeah, so they're definitely higher than uh, than we are, you know, with four and a half of four, two three and a halves. Um, Jared didn't send it a grade, which would have clearly brought it down. <laughs> um, but so we put, you know, we put that 3.8 with your 1.5, my 3.0, it averages out to a 2.77, making it the 62nd episode. Now, remember, that's out of eighty. 82. One eighty-two,
0: because don't we have episode zero also
2: right so 82 yeah. episodes uh yeah. right it should it should be this is the 102nd episode of curb it's the 82nd episode of the podcast pretty, so pretty 62 good. out <laughs> of 82 so it's like yeah it's like kind of like uh yeah, you know fine. on the on, on the yeah on the bridge between like the bottom one, bottom fourth and the you know third fourth
0: whatever. yeah by the way mort saul passed away today the news is just breaking uh, by the time people are listening to this people who, who is, know already care already now yeah Oh, well, I guess you're not one of them.
2: <laughs> maybe, well, I just, maybe I just don't recognize the name. He's like an old, a famous, old, long-time comedian. Oh, I know who he is. Now that I see a picture, he looks very familiar.
0: Yeah, well, the reason that I was bringing it up is because I was curious if he was ever associated with Larry David or Kerb or anything, but I couldn't find anything.
2: Uh huh. Okay, yeah, I see. He looked, I, I wouldn't know his name, but I definitely recognize this guy. Yeah,
0: I mean, no, he was famous in like the 50s. And the, I mean, he was famous for a long time, but he was most famous uh, many years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, next week, uh, should we play the trailer for next week?
2: Oh, yeah. You said that to me and said that we should do that, right? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I think I have it. On the casting side of things, you
0: guys are pretty keen on Maria Sofia Estrada. Yeah. Where'd you find her?
1: <laughs> oh. Stop gossiping about my towels. If your towels weren't so ratty, I wouldn't have to talk about them. You want to talk about me? Fine. You want to talk about my relationships? Fine. Do not discuss my towels. Angel Muffin. Come say hi to Larry. Angel Muffin? That's her name? His name. Him! Him? There's no gender to angels or muffins.
0: Now, I think Leon's right there. There is no uh, uh, gender to either angels or muffins.
2: Yeah, um... I feel like it's like they're kind of both. I mean, Leon is for sure right, but it's like you, like, there definitely is, definitely like, you know, Angel Muffin, you would generally, I guess, expect to be like the girl dog. Well, you stupid. would.
0: I'm much more woke than you, of course.
2: Of course. <laughs> I, yes. Um,
0: yeah, but so that's what we have next week. The episode is called Angel Muffin. Uh, we're going to get to know. Uh, Mary Ferguson number two Really like number eight But num- uh, n- uh, number two in our hearts Number one in our hearts Whatever it is uh, We're going to get to see her dog And we're going to see more casting We're going to learn about uh, Larry's ratty towels Which uh, you thought Was a business adventure It just seems like He just has gross towels
2: on Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I was uh, debunked on that one yeah. so, so it seems
0: <laughs> All right Well, I'm very excited uh, Especially when you uh, rank The premiere episode One and a half As I did uh, The next episode Relatively uh, You are quite sure Will be pretty,
1: pretty, pretty,
3: Get a life juice.